0: Okay, what do I want me to say? Just
1: say this is Ben Coda on Lowering the Tone.
0: This is Ben Coda on Lowering the Tone.
1: Hey, this is Ben Coda, and welcome to Lowering the Tone episode 19. So, we've got the usual mix for about an hour. Uh, I'm taking you through some slightly deeper techno and uh, through into some progressive techno, a bit of prog house. of new releases from me chucked in there as well and then i've got an interview with my very special guest will clark um and he's going to be talking about his background working with dirty bird records uh cheese chocolate biscuits and what he's got coming in the future so it's a really interesting chat um it's great to hear his angle on things stay tuned and have a listen Lowering the Tone is now on a website called Patreon, and it's essentially a um, hosting platform where you could sign up to subscribe, support the show, and you can also help us expand it. So this is the first podcast that we're going to actually be featuring on the site, and it's going to be up there for two weeks exclusively before we release it anywhere else. Um, We're still keeping the podcast free, so it'll be up on all the usual channels. Um, two weeks after it's up on Patreon but if you head over to Patreon you can come along subscribe drop us a few dollars and really help us out we're going to be doing exclusive Q&A podcasts called Setting the Tone which are between me and Mark Um, and they'll be on subjects that you suggest to us so anything you want us to cover and there's a whole lot of different kind of uh, subscription tiers on there and various rewards that you can sign up to so head over to patreon.com forward slash in the tone and you can find out a bit more about it you're listening to this after signing up for patreon big up your support really means a lot to us and it's it's the way that we're going to be able to expand this show keep it on the road without any kind of advertising in it whatsoever and we don't want any advertising so thanks a lot guys.
0: My name's Wreckage. And you're listening to Low the Tone with Ben Coda.
1: I was out there playing at Rainbow Serpent Festival um, with Chris the other half of Nanoplex and it was wicked we got to play on Mad Monday and so I wanted to say a big thank you to Thad and the Rainbow Serpent crew for making that happen and also a massive thank you to the Rainbow Serpent ravers there it was killer on top of that I want to say a big thanks to Herc and Sarah who we stayed with while we were out there love you guys missing you already So, Album news. Um, I've actually got about 11 or 12 tracks on the go at the moment. I've had my head down since I've been back from Oz. And they are sounding pretty good. So it's kind of taken a little bit of a trip into the tech prog territory. Progressive techno. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. single off my album is going to be a track called bang bang and we're putting together two packages of that the first one is the original a remix from me katie and the other one is a remix from audio anonymous um, a new project from the guys behind atomic drop and that is sounding killer and the second package is going to have remixes from magic man plastic robots and switchbox so all round, it is looking large
0: listening to Larry For more information on this podcast, go to loweringthetone
1: few shout outs to get through this episode first up just want to say a big up to everyone who reviewed it on itunes thanks a lot guys So the calendar is filling up. If you want to check out my gig diary, go and have a look at my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash ben There's like an upcoming gigs tab and you can go and have a look there. Um, it's looking busy. Also want to give a shout out to Rachel at Loud by Design Bookings. Um, she's going to be looking after the bookings for lowering the tone. Um, so if you're interested, go and check out our website for more details. Uh, at lowinthetone.london dot London. Shout out for Casey and the Boise crew and my mate Wilkie, aka MC Weatherspoons. Big up, mate. This time to Kim Ireland from Perth. I think you just missed out last time, dude. So here you go, catching up this time. Also want to drop a big shout to the low and the tone crew. So Mark, Matt and Dan. Uh, thanks for your awesome work, guys. It means a lot. I want to give a shout to Liquid James and the Noisily crew. Uh, We are really looking forward to this year's event. Can't wait, best underground festival in the UK. out this time to Paul at Late Night Tales. He gave us a couple of CDs Um, we're going to be running a couple of giveaways um, this month Um, so go and have a look at the Lower In The Tone Facebook group to find out a little bit more about that. It from the music from this episode if you want to find out a bit more head over to loweringthetone.london. dot um, london and don't forget if you want to come and subscribe to the podcast go over to patreon.com forward slash lowering the tone that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n ncom you can find out more about it there you can also come and have a chat with us on facebook uh, it's pretty easy to find just head over to facebook type in lowering the tone and you can come on to our facebook group and we're always on there Come drop us a message and have a chat about the show. Okay, so this is Ben Coda, and you are listening to Lowering the Tone. I'm very excited today to have Will Clark in with me uh, doing the podcast. Hey Will, how are you doing? Good man, how are you? Very good, very good. It's kind
0: of weird, like looking at each other, like in (laughs) in the eyes, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like an interview, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. Don't get scared. I don't don't buy it. We're good, we're good. Yeah, we're all good.
1: (laughs) The sun is shining in London town. I think I brought a little bit back from uh, Australia with me, but yeah. It's 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 a
0: beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Like... This is probably the nicest day we've had yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was lucky; I missed a lot of the bad weather.
0: Yeah, you, you were away, weren't you? For yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was. Yeah,
1: nice. So, um, I was just, and you asked me this before we did the, uh, before we started the, the podcast. But I was just looking at how we first got to know each other, <laughs> and I had to shout to Google it, um, but. We were both working for um, Sunny Sunny Wharton, weren't we? So we yeah. were doing some stuff on Wartone. On Tone, yeah. Yeah, and this was like, I've, I've looked up the dates, because I couldn't remember when it was. And it was like 2010, I think? Did
0: you remix us, or did I remix you? I think
1: I remixed you, and I couldn't work out whether it was once or twice. But it turns out it's twice. Twice, yeah. yeah. So I well, know, first of all
0: go on, go on. I know you <coughs> remixed the one with me in Digital Impression. Yeah. So there was two. There was Pleasure. Yeah, that was... That was, that was you in
1: Digital Impression and Sunset Pig.
0: Yeah, which was one of... who I've never, I've always Digital Impressions called Ben, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben... Ben... It was, it was like one of his mates. That, that right, he, okay. Because Ben's like... You, you know what Ben's like. He's like one of these amazing producers that yeah. always has like loads of weird things going on and then he gives up. Yeah. And then he like started again. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. You're a very talented producer. So, so talented. I mean, I learned a lot of stuff with Ben so back in the day I was learning. And
0: yeah. he's, he's, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. But yeah, it was... He was doing like a a band project yeah. at the time and the singer yeah. was Sunset Pig.
1: Ah uh, okay, yeah. okay. Because I always wondered where the, the, I, the yeah, Sunset Pig I remember was. the Number artwork nine. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was on Stylus. Yeah, I've got the artwork here in front of me. It's that, like that was on Stylus. That was oh, well,
1: that was that was on Stylus, was
0: it right. That was on okay. mine. That was on your label. My yeah. label. Right, okay. Okay.
1: Cool. Because I remember the artwork and it was yeah. it was a the Weird a, Pig face. A weird pig face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it right Jeez. now. So yeah. And then we did one for War Tone. So yeah. it was you and Ben again. Uh, yeah, subduction. Subduction. That's and that it. was in twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't think we've done anything together since. No, we, have we haven't. No, no. Gone
0: our separate ways. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, um, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear a bit about the separate ways. So, kind of after that time, what, what, what have you been up to, and how's your journey kind of you know developed since then? Because I know you kind of you got your head down in the studio, didn't you? Yeah. And, like, really focused on on writing tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think I just locked myself away. Yeah. And I was like. If I really want to make this, mm-hmm. or like if I wanna nearly make this, or yeah. like have anything if I wanna make this my living, yeah. I need to like do work. Get your head down. Like, yeah. cause yeah. I don't get me wrong, when I was young, and I am sure a lot of people can can like relate, but yeah. I can only speak for myself. But when I was a young producer, <laughs> obviously I'm just like, why is it not working? Yeah. Why why are people not playing my tracks? Why yeah. and I was just like, well, they're actually pretty shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think a lot a lot of young producers probably go through that too as well don't yeah. they you know they, they start out and they they think oh i've had a release and suddenly I'm, it's gonna all going to kick off, off. it's yeah. going to pop off yeah. yeah and it just doesn't so and, it,
0: and it doesn't like it it doesn't for a very long time yeah and yeah. like even like when you th- when i thought my career started yeah it hadn't no no um so it kind of like i i did a release on wartone mm-hmm. a couple of i think it was I don't know where my last release was on WarTone. Um, but it was a track called. Oh, what was it called? It began with B. Okay. I can't even remember well, it. That's really bad. If anyone huh? wants to find it, like, they us find it up. Begins it. with a B. You should find it. Sorry. It's Sunny. Listen, sorry, man. Yeah, sorry, dude. Um <laughs> uh, It will come to me. Yeah, anyway. That's cool. That's cool. So. In it, and that was kind of, like, more going on, like, the kind of booty house yeah, kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah. And it, did, it didn't it did do well. Right. It did better than anything else that yeah. like I'd done. I'm like, I've really enjoyed writing this music. Mm, and mm. it's been my most successful, yeah. whatever you I would class as successful at the time. Yeah, okay. Um, So I was like, right, why don't I just roll with it? Yeah. Like, I do feel that, like, I don't like that. An artist has to have a set sound. No, I'm I'm like that as well. But yeah, totally. But yeah. realistically, if you want to sell something, mm-hmm. you have to have something yeah. that people, people have to know what they're getting when they, they see of your Of course, name they do. It's, it's yeah. like it's like any brand. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I don't like to class people as brands, but they are. Yeah. Simple. Like I, th- you, I think that, that's, yeah. that's fair,
1: isn't it? You know, you know what you're gonna hear when you hear like. I don't know.
0: It's a really bad example. David Guetta tune of It's going to be David Guetta. Yeah, yeah. But then people people forget what he did beforehand. <laughs> yeah, of course. And yeah. and like I think that's we can talk about that later on. Mm. But like I think the whole brand thing. I was like, I need the sound yeah. that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, because I was I was I I'll be honest. At that time, I was just going with the fashion. Yeah. Like everyone was writing prog house. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I wanted yeah. to write prog house. Yeah. Everyone was writing like. 128 BPM tech house. Yeah. And realistically, I don't know if I actually enjoyed it that much. I think it was just a thing. I was young. Yeah. I was just going with fashion. Just going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Like everyone does it. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd say for everyone to do it. (laughs) Go and like try and copy the, like the biggest producers that you love. Yeah. Like I remember D, I don't know if you remember a guy called DJ PP. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. I
1: remember them. Yeah.
0: Like his stuff, I was in love with him. Right. Like, like his, I'd play every single one of his tracks okay. and he wasn't like big. Yeah. I wouldn't say, well, he was big, but yeah. I wouldn't say he's like not superstar. Yeah, he's not superstar. superstar. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, and then I, yeah, I was writing music like him. Yeah. And, okay. But then I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I just sound like him. Sound like everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, and yeah. it's like, there's no, there's nothing that goes, ah, oh, that's a Will Clark track. So I didn't have your personality. No. Yeah. 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 I was just copying and yeah. I, yeah again I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. to start no. with I no. think a lot of people do it and especially with the music that's out at the moment mm. I think way mm. too many people are getting big by doing it yeah I've noticed that too like, yeah. there's, like yeah. I can write some tracks that, it, that, that and this is no joke I can mm. write a tech house track in an hour yeah. and it'd be, the, it be be it will sound exactly the same as what's, totally. what's, what's yeah. out there yeah. yeah absolutely so and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way I know like i really respect some of the really big tech mm. house guys like because mm. they they do something special yeah but some of the stuff that's coming through i'm like Ugh. it's all cookie I, cut stuff really. yeah like, I, you just, know. I just i yeah. just wouldn't want to i don't care how successful they are yeah, yeah i just wouldn't want to put my name to it no exactly. simple yeah. like yeah. and yeah. this personal like i take my heart off to success yeah like absolutely. if you're doing well and if you're earning money then crack on yeah like fair play, fair play. yeah, yeah. But I'd rather be a little less unsuccessful and do what I absolutely love or or do something that keeps me, me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've always tried to do as well. You know, the sound always evolves a bit because you're evolving as a person. You have to. You you have to evolve. But it's good to have a core of kind of, you know, what you are running through the music. And you know, it's kind of whether it's my stuff or with Nanoplex's stuff, which is a bit more out there. It's, you know, it's two of us who, you know, it's, it's a bit more kind of psychedelic but there is a core of that kind of sound for the music i've noticed like your stuff i I guess is it probably since that
0: happened yeah it's got that kind of sound to it yeah kind of of since that since that first first track that i released i was like yeah that's cool yeah and then i wrote um i used to work for my parents Mm -hmm. we'll get onto that later on yeah cool um i was just working a night shift yeah um, and wrote big booty yeah. And like in like literally I wrote the like lead in like half an hour. Yeah. Like everything was there in half an hour. And I was yeah. like this is quite cool. But at that time I was like I was still trying to copy right. people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't think anyone would want to sign it. Right. Um and I'd actually went and sat in with some engineers to like mm. cuz I I was at that point in my career where I was like i just don't know where i want to go right um so i still hadn't locked myself away properly yeah sure like i was still like what, what do i what do i want what do L- missing i want a bit of focus yeah like, 100% yeah, yeah. and i think it's because like i listen to so much music yeah i don't know about you but i listen to a, like a banging techno track yep. and then i listen to some like really slow melodic yeah i'm the same man like yeah, bonobo yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. like so I was just like, where do I want to go? Yeah, What do I want to it's do? It's very
1: easy as well, I think, to kind of get distracted by yeah. stuff. Because there's so much good music yeah. out there. You can go, yeah. oh, I want, to, I want to do something like that. I want to do something like that. Do something like that. And it's kind of, yeah. yeah no, I, I yeah.
0: agree. And so I sat in with some engineers yeah. and like tried to write some stuff. And I, one of my track, Drop It, mm. I wrote the track, Drop It. Mm-hmm. And we sent it to Dirty Bird. Yeah. Um, and it got denied purely right. because zombie disco squad that's turned into one of my g- close yeah, friends yeah. he released a track on dirty but with exactly the same sample and we didn't even didn't i didn't know. even know <laughs> like i didn't right. even know it was like i can't remember It was like some what is when everyone was using hip-hop samples yeah, yeah okay and it was like it just said drop it yeah um so worthy that is signed to dirty but yeah. was like the original mm-hmm. og crew mm-hmm. um he's got a record label called anabatic right okay um We've kind of missed out a lot, actually, because I've moved to my sorry, through we can, India, we, can, yeah. we can rewind. But like, going back to production, yeah. like he I, he signed Big <clears throat> Booty. Yeah. But it was literally like he wanted Drop It as an A-side. Yeah. And he was like, I can't release just a single track. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you can have this. Yeah. And didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And then somehow, I don't know how, but yeah. Jamie Jones picked up on it. Nice. And then Jamie Jones, Seth, Eats, Yep. Yeah. Um, MK Yeah. Just all all that crew. All the top boys, yeah. Um picked up on it and it kind of moved on from there, but then I quit music right. for like I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I quit for like I was going to open a club in Bristol. Right. Okay. 6 months it, and it went back to that. I was still quite young, yeah. And I thought things were going to pop off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, all these people are like playing my track, mm. so I should sound like all those people. So I started writing music that I thought sounded like them. Yeah. And then was yeah. like, I'm, I hated it. Right. Absolutely hated it. Because mm-hmm. when I was writing like music like Big Booty, I, yeah. was, I was like, this is awesome. I you love, love it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then I went to like, oh, I need to sound like these people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it took a while. Mm-hmm. It took a while. It does to, take a while as well. And like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just that everything you write is, you just got to work out that mm. it's yours until it, for mm-hmm. me I, I worked out that it's my track until yeah. i send it to a label yeah and yeah. then if a label doesn't like it then that's fine yeah like but Absolutely. if a label picks it up and then it gets released it's not mm. my track no it's it's like i feel that sometimes you lose the artist the art in mm. music mm-hmm. when a label signs it mm-hmm. obviously we need to sign music because yeah. we need to make make it makes money at the end of the day. It's your calling card. Yeah, Yeah, it's what you have to do. Like bands have to write albums so they can tour. Yeah, of course. DJs need to write tracks so they can tour. Yeah. Um, But I find sometimes it loses the artistical Mm. kind of thing. So I kind of just like, if a track gets signed, Mm. I'm just like, hold my hands up and go, let's see if people like it. It's out. It's It's, it's nothing to do with me.
1: I also find, um, I mean, I I guess the the great thing about being a producer, which, which both of us are, is that you can also have that bank of stuff that is just yours. So that's why, you know, when when you get booked for gigs, people are going to hear new shit that no one else has got. Yeah. It's funny you say
0: that because like, if you see me play 90% of my set is me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Same here. Yeah. yeah, Like I won't, I don't play many, much, much people's music Mm. really Mm. now. Mm. I only, I down, I love looking for music. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to play that. And then I get to a set and I won't play it. No. No. Um, it's it's good to kind of you know to give your identity to the crowd. Yeah. So if you're
1: playing your stuff, then you know that's, that's I think that's that's amazing. Really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and nobody else has it. It's kind of the holy grail of yeah. being a music producer is like writing the music and then getting out there and to DJ it to people and then yeah. going off to it. It's amazing. You know, it takes it. It's that whole process from 100 idea to writing yeah, in the yeah. studio, then to getting it out there. You know, I write
0: I write for other people as well. Right. Okay. Um, and it's nice to be able to play their music because it's yeah. not really the mu- I refuse to write for other people that want to sound like me. Right. I write for yep. people that want. Their own sound, yeah, sure. sure. Whether that's like somebody else and it's different, but I there's some people that I write for that I will play the stuff as well. So it's quite nice to like, just like everything's unreleased, like or ninety percent of it. Yeah, absolutely. That that gives you extra currency as a DJ, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. people are asking for it, and then it's really nice when like I've written a track for someone and then I hear other DJs Mm. playing it Mm. and they don't know. The yeah. whole story behind it, or yeah. something like that, and it's just—it's just really nice. It's like yeah. nicer for the people that I've written it for, yep. and it's quite a good feeling that yeah. you're like, yeah, it is, it's yeah. pretty good.
1: Because <laughs> so, I—I I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to do quite a bit of ghostwriting. and and um, I, I, I'd, I—I I'd do the same. I would consciously do stuff that wasn't in my genre of yeah. music because I can sometimes—I sometimes found them get it all getting a bit blurred, yeah, like kind of the lines between the tunes. So yeah, I think it's important to keep them kind of separate if you. are It you're is, doing that. and I
0: think with like ghost producing i i i don't really call it ghost producing Mm. because i dis, i don't disagree with people getting engineers to write stuff and i don't like i think we live in a culture now that everyone thinks you should do everything yourself yeah and if you look at some of the biggest people in the world like Mm. not take not away from dance music like all the bands yeah like they didn't engineer it no they didn't produce it no 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 they they just played their instrument or they just wrote some lyrics yeah and they had a talent yeah they had some sort of talent yeah like that i don't know of any bands and i'm sure there is out there so correct Mm -hmm. me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. but i don't know any bands that has like written every single song on their album yeah played every single instrument on their album work produced it Mm mm-hmm engineered it Mm -hmm. mixed it mastered it i don't know anybody that's done that whole process and i think in the like the dance industry Mm. people think that you should do all of it Mm. maybe not so much the mastering no but the mixing the producing the engineering and the idea and this vocals sometimes like getting vocalists in people don't realize that you can also get writers in and then get a vocalist yeah yeah like so when I write for somebody, mm. they are in the studio with me. Yeah, sure. I've done one thing when they haven't been and I'll never do it again. No. no. Like, it was horrible. You don't have a vibe. Now no, it was horrible. Like, yeah, like totally, yeah. and it was, it, it was like EDM. All right, It was horrible. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's a, it's a really nice process yeah, to like, yeah. to, to, to go, yeah, I can write that. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it actually just got signed to Axel's label as well. Nice. But, I'm just like, I just didn't enjoy it no so what's the point of doing it no. like it's the one thing that we're like mm. You agree? i hope you'll agree with me mm. we're in a lucky position that we can do what we want yeah and we're, i'm super lucky that people come and pay to see me mm. and mm. it allows me to do what i what i want to mm. do so why would i want to like ever do something that doesn't yeah. make
1: me happy no i
0: agree with you on that totally, totally. yeah
1: yeah absolutely so yeah um Okay, so let's because we talked you touched on it very very briefly, but rewind a bit and we talked about you talked about Ibiza, yeah, because you were going out there quite a bit, weren't you? Yeah, doing like residencies and clubs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah. Sam Divine, um, I don't know if you you know Sam Divine. I
1: have I, I
0: know of From, Sam. So Devine, she's yeah. like a resident for Defected. Yeah, absolutely killing it at the moment. Yep. Uh, got her own record label as well. So when I first started DJing. Before production mm. and anything, mm. um, I went to a DJ academy in Bristol. Yeah. So I would buy my records from a shop in Western called Spin Central. Right. Okay. Sam Divine worked yeah. in that shop. Right. So I used to buy my records mm-hmm. from her, and then I was like, pl- I, I was like thirteen at the time. Yeah. So I, when I turned fifteen, she booked me for a night in Western Supermarket. Nice, like right. this, it was <laughs> shit <laughs> off. Like, and I think it was just it was just like my parents came, my sister came, my brother came, like their partners came. (laughs) Cool fan (laughs) club. Yeah, literally the whole family rocked up. (laughs) Um, And, and Sam was there. Yeah. She wasn't actually called, she she wasn't Sam Divine. she was Miss Divine then. Right, okay. She's going to hate me for saying that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, she moved to Ibiza. Yeah. Um, She got a residency in a bar called Hush. Um, Okay. And Hush was like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in San Antonio. San Antonio's a shithole. Yeah. Um, it was in the West End. Yeah, the West End's a shithole. But mm-hmm. Hush was like the place, yeah, right, like okay. in San Antonio. Yeah. Like it was where all the workers would go after work. Right, it okay. was like, it was just like, honestly, it was like, I think, I don't know how many people you fit in there. Maybe 300 people, 400 yeah. people. And they'd fit 600 people in there. Yeah. And it'd be round, like yeah. till six, seven in the morning. Nice. Every night. Yeah. So Sam, like. I was still, I think, 16. I'd just turned 16. Yeah. Sam was like, Will, do you want to come and play an Ibiza for yeah, me? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sweet. Why yeah, think- not? Like, we had a family holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, mum and dad came out. I think yeah. my girlfriend at the time came out with me. Yeah. Like, so I started playing then. Mm. And I just did one set out there for Sam. Yeah. Um, It's probably shabby as fuck, really. Like, mm-hmm. probably <laughs> train crashes everywhere. But well I don't know. Done. Like, <laughs> it, it, I played in Ibiza then. And then the year after... I was I had fin- just finished school right Um, and I was like I've I, i I've always worked really hard and yeah. like saved money I've yep. always been pretty good at money so okay. I saved so I could go move to Ibiza, to Ibiza for a right. bit yeah. but I didn't have a job in Ibiza okay. so I was like I know I can get some sets here I can get some sets here yep. but I don't have a job mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna have to save as much money as I can mm-hmm. I'm not gonna earn any money yeah I think I did two months out there yeah a month and a half. And I just like literally slummed it with workers. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Yeah, It was, bet. It was like yeah. an eye opener. Like, yeah. I wasn't even old enough to go, to, to go into the clubs. But, right. Like I was okay. still, I was 17. Yeah. Um, so I went out there, always had like the dramas of like the worker dramas out yeah. there. And like <laughs> I got in with a play. I, I was staying with, actually I was staying with some of the guys from the zoo project. Right. But like the zoo project had just started, okay. like it was wasn't a big thing. Yeah, um, and then they, I think they got evicted, or something, or somebody didn't pay the rent. Yeah, literally, and this was like my first night. Somebody had didn't pay <laughs> the rent, so they had to get they had to leave. Yeah, so I had to like I had nowhere to go. Yeah. so I found someone to stay with, mm-hmm. and it was one of the PRs from Orange Corner. Yeah, um, and I got talking. I I think I played in Orange Corner like. I don't know i can't remember how i got to know the guys mm. at orange corner um but it was jamie gittins and a guy called robin chapel right um and jamie was the resident there and Robert. so was robin yeah um and i just got really friendly with them yeah really yeah um and robin took it over from jamie mm-hmm. and then i left ibiza like mm-hmm. i was playing there regularly yeah, but not getting right, yeah. paid right um and then I left Ibiza and I was like, right, my aim is to get a residency in Ibiza. Yeah, cool. So I was literally hounding Robin like yeah. every week yeah. on an email. He must have been like, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs>
2: Stop like, spamming just, me. Yeah, yeah. Just, just leave it out, mate. Yeah. Like
0: I met you like four times, please go away. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was very random. Like I got an offer. Uh, Robin had always planned to go out there. Yeah, okay. And then he got a job for like tour room yeah. i think he okay. was working tour- in the tour room office or something right. like i can't remember exactly what it was yeah and he was like will do you want to do a residency nice and i was like yeah. i hadn't even been i would hadn't even turned 18 then right um i was like yeah why not like, yeah what if i got to lose yeah um and it was good wage yeah like it was good money like I think I was earning like twelve hundred euros a month. Nice. Like don't get me wrong, I was DJing twelve hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. But I could get guests in. Yeah. And it it was good fun. Like it was a great experience.
1: And I guess that for you it was a great way to kind of cut your teeth early. You know, yeah. you Get that like DJing experience oh, under your belt that like you know most people don't get you know until like a long long way further. Yeah, than man. Years, so.
0: I wasn't a DJ before I <clears throat> no. before I did that. Like yeah. And I'm the first to say it now. Yeah. I, it sounds a bit harsh, and people yeah. can call me out on it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Until somebody's had a residency, yeah, they don't know how to DJ. No, and and I don't care. Like even some of the biggest DJs in the world, that yeah. DJ every week. Yeah, some of them aren't. I personally, I wouldn't say some of them are good DJs. No, some of them are amazing. Yeah, but they're just
1: doing one thing. Like I suppose if you're doing a
0: residency, then you can you, do you, everything. You've really got to mix it up, and you've got to do. Yeah, everything, you can you? do yeah. everything, yeah. and and I think I, yeah, that's where I kind of earned my. Yeah. My stripes, pretty stripes. Yeah. Um, and then the year after, I was still there. Mm-hmm. then the year after that, I moved to Kenya. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is just along from Cafe Rambo It was quite a cool spot. I think I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It yeah, was quite yeah. a cool spot yeah. at the time. Um, and then I did. So what happened in Kenya is, you have two DJs. So you have one in the day and one at the night. Yeah. And I took on the night. Right the guy the one in the day a guy called matt Peveril, really nice guy from from newcastle Mm. um he got super sick i don't know what he had like some stomach infection and like every time i saw him he's he was like a super fit guy right every time i saw him his stomach would just get bigger and bigger and bigger so he had to go back and they were like oh we need a dj we need his dj and i was like well i'll just do it yeah like i do the the i think it was six hours in in the day and then seven hours at night yeah
1: that's a long old stint. Like. Yeah, it was long. Yeah. It was long.
0: And they were like, okay. Yeah. And they were like, well, I was like, well, you're going to have to pay me for it. Yeah. And they were like, well, yeah, but we're not going to pay you double. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm doing double the time. Yeah. So you should technically pay me double, Absolutely. but yeah. it is what it is. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Ibiza. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So I did that for two years. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the whole The whole time was it started halfway through mm. the season. Mm. So about mm. a year and a half I did mm-hmm. that. Um. And then, the, I the the year after that, I mm-hmm. was I got an offer to go back, right? But they they weren't willing to pay any more money. No, and it wasn't. It got to the point where I wasn't just being a resident mm-hmm. DJ. If you know what I mean, they yeah. were asking me to do a lot more things. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, um, absolutely loved it so yeah. much. But I it was to the point where it's like I for me to progress yeah. i need to write music
1: well it's exhausting and i i get this when i'm i'm gigging a lot yeah. i don't get the chance to write as much music mm. as i'd like to and i suppose if you're doing that you're not going to get a chance to write anything because it, it takes yeah. it out and you can't write music when you're when you're knackered you know it's... no
0: not at all and i don't think i i think i was still young then yeah so i i just turned probably 20 yeah at that point mm-hmm. and i was still like didn't really get the whole production thing, even though I'd been to college and studied Mm. it. Takes years though. Yeah, it took a while. And even like I'd released a few records Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck have I done there? (laughs) But it's- Yeah, we've all got those. Yeah. (laughs) Skeletons in the
1: closet. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: So I don't know, like I was just like, you know what, unless they're going to offer me like double the money, like then I'm just going to- go and lock myself yeah. away and it's that
1: focus thing we were talking about you know then you, yeah. you start to get your focus and you start yeah. to kind of work out what, what you need to do to yeah. get where you want to be you
0: and, know. and I was really lucky when I was out like there I also got another job right. production uh, like a radio production job mm-hmm. where I worked for a guy called Tom Brown who's like an Ibiza legend Everyone knows Tom behind the scenes. Right. Like one of the nicest dudes. Yeah. He started Radio London. He was like, he signed Tong to the BBC. Nice. Um, I think he signed like Giles Peterson as well, like years and years and years ago. He's like the BBC's contact on the island. Mm -hmm. Nicest guy you'll Mm -hmm. ever meet. Mm -hmm. Like he used to be like a TV cameraman, like in like the Gulf War like he's Whoa. done some crazy shit yeah, like right, okay. sit down with him and like we would have dinners and i just sit and listen yeah and you know those people that are just like how the fuck have you done that yeah, and stayed alive <laughs> Yeah, right, and stayed yeah. alive. <laughs> like he was like telling me stories about being behind enemy lines Whoa. like interviewing like some like warlord yeah and i'm like dude like these, these are the stories that you yeah. like are amazing yeah and, like i if only i had like like 10 percent of those stories it would be amazing to have but yeah so i got a job with him cool um recording dj Mm -hmm. sets on the island okay um so there was a big polish radio station that had like a huge budget to like base themselves Mm. in ibiza for the summer for two summers right um and also tom tom's production company ran the we love podcast every Sunday, uh, okay, yeah, so I used to record all the DJ sets with yep. all the mics and everything, that. Yeah. and I was just like learning more and more about yeah the whole big DJ thing yeah because being a resident, especially in the smaller bars mm-hmm. like you get to see the big DJs you get to meet yeah. them, but you don't really get like the the whole yeah I don't know the whole feeling of like a club because yeah. you're just playing yeah. in a beach bar really yeah, yeah. and I'm not belith- belittling that at all yeah. um. But it was just like it is a different world. Isn't yeah, completely it? Yeah. different world. It's different world. I guess
1: that's probably been really useful for you as well because you've you've got experience of how that bit of the industry works, especially you know in a place like Ibiza where yeah. it's kind of yeah a, a really quite high level, yeah. and so that's probably some really good knowledge that you've been able to take forward like for for your career. As yeah, well, yeah, it was, it,
0: and that's it. It was it was amazing, and it kind of made me realise like I need to write music. Yeah, like all yeah. of these people that I'm recording like 99.9% of them all wrote music They're all producing stuff yeah i think the only person won no like even carl cox did yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't known for his productions if no. you know what i mean but but he was putting stuff out yeah so yeah um but if you're that good of a dj it doesn't matter well cox is the best <laughs> yeah, so exactly right. um so yeah it, it kind of made me realize and i was like right i just need to go back yeah. to england get a job get your head down, and just
1: yeah. work yeah. you know I, I had i had quite a similar thing when i was younger because i started out DJing, and yeah. then you know you pick up a few gigs here and there but then you're like i'm, I'm really not getting anywhere yeah. like oh yeah i'm getting these gigs and it's, it's really good fun it's yeah. enjoyable to mix and stuff and i'm getting some great tunes but it's not really going where i want it to go and yeah i had the same thing you know you look around you and it's like well, all these guys are writing tunes yeah um exactly. and, you know I, 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 i've been involved with writing music for a long time but that was when i decided right get your head yeah, down yeah. and just you know immerse myself in the whole studio world. 100%. Yeah.
0: And in in Ibiza, in like the small club world, mm. there's a lot of politics. Like in oh, every yeah. club, world, there's yeah. a lot of politics. And I was just looking, and no disrespect, because pe- these people were obviously happy in mm. what they do. Mm. But like, these guys had been like residents for like 20 years. Yeah. And like- In the same club. In the same place. Yeah. Every summer. They yeah. go to Thailand every winter. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want that life. No. Like, no. I want- I want to be like booked to play these clubs, and yeah. I want to like earn money. Yeah, and I yeah. don't want to like. I want to be able to have an amazing life. Mm, absolutely. Um, and travel the world. Yeah, and by doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm and by not doing what get, you love. Yeah, mm, yeah. But by what I was doing at that time, I wouldn't have ever been able to do that. No. So, no. I it was just a bit of realization of yeah. like knuckle down. Yeah, exactly. Split yeah. with my girlfriend. Right. It's like literally everything. <laughs> just fuck off. The studio just, is now your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you got your head down writing music, and then the, the the dirty bird thing happened. Yeah. I mean that that sort of seems for me when it all kind of yeah started like kind of blowing up. I guess you know? so.
0: It's like it for me. Things started to happen when I was I released Big Booty. Yeah. When like people were actually playing my music. Yeah. Yeah um on anabatic yeah but yeah when i signed to dirty bird yeah. it was kind of when the, just that whole crew man yeah like they're not they're not they're like the fucking best yeah like what it, a great crew to be involved in yeah man know? like yeah, even awesome. if i stop writing music yeah even if and like they're just they're just amazing yeah like barclay claude von Stroke, has mm-hmm. like helped my career so much right okay like just little things mm-hmm. like
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah they're, they're just amazing yeah. like justin's justin justin martin's he's, amazing he's, he's, I mean, he's one of the most awesome producers he's like, the nicest dude yeah. man like and being able to like uh, being able to do a do tracks with him and him yeah. be on my out al- be, be on his album yeah. I'm like it's an absolute honor yeah and it's kind of crazy because the year before I got signed to them, Mm. I went to the Dirty Bird party in Ibiza. Okay. And it was, I think it was the first year. No, I'd played in Ibiza that year. Yeah. But I, I went to the party and honestly, it was like my favorite party I've ever been to in my life. Like ever been to. And it was Justin, Claude, Mm -hmm. Breach. Mm -hmm. I think Christian was there. Christian Martin, Justin's brother. And honestly, like that was, It was probably still my favorite night I've ever been to in my life, and I think that night I realized I need to be on that label. Like that's where I want to be. Wicked, Um,
1: isn't it? Great though when you when you kind of like you know these these people are kind of like musically your big influences, mm. and then you meet them and you hang out with them, and they're all wicked people as well. You know, I've I've had that quite recently. We're at Rainbow Serpent, and there's there's um people like perfect stranger and guys called antics who yeah. produce like this Proc house stuff which i've been into for years and we were hanging out with them and they're saying that you know they, they really enjoy the music that me and chris and yeah. it's kind of like wow, it's mad isn't it's it it's really mad yeah like,
0: suddenly you're hanging out with your heroes and you're yeah like, whoa yeah it's, just, it's it's so strange it's strange but yeah. it's nice that they're like so down to earth yeah as well. totally, like, totally. like you were saying like yeah. there's i've met you meet some amazing people in the industry you meet some mm. dicks in the industry Yeah, like, you do. It is, yeah. but it's it's life. Like you, yeah. you meet an amazing person walking down the street, and you yep. meet a fucking dick walking down yeah. the street. Oh, I always find though. I
1: mean, it, it's kind of like the, it might sound a bit weird, but kind of the higher up the ladder you go, the less dicks there are in kind of a, yeah. in the DJ world. Because I think you can't really. I think get it, that high. Yeah. if you are a dick, yeah. people are just going to go like, "Well, fuck off." Like. And I
0: think it's changed. I think probably maybe a few years ago, like yeah. years and years, years ago, and years, yeah. there was a lot of dicks. Yeah, but yeah. I th- I don't think that comes from. I don't think that comes from the artist. I think that comes from the pedestal people put them on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also the management and the agents. Like, I, like, my agents are fucking awesome, but I also know they can be dicks. But they're not being dicks. They're just doing business. They're representing you. Yeah. They're looking after you. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And like, it's the same with management. Yeah. I know if, like, I know if management, I know some managers that can be absolute dicks as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure yeah, my management could definitely be dicks. Definitely if they wanted to be, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um but that's what you want. Yeah. And I'm I I I'd say being dicks in yeah. a like light hearted thing. Like yeah. it's business. It's business. If yeah. you go sit in a business like a got nothing to do with music if you yeah. go sit into a business meeting yeah. they'd chop your head off to make money yeah totally like they yeah. don't they don't give a fuck about you yeah all yeah. they care about is, is the is the money on yeah. the table and that's you need somebody in this mm-hmm. industry that's, that's got your back because mm-hmm. I don't know about. You, I'm good with money mm-hmm. but I'm not good at de- uh, like Doing deals, no, I'm a like, say, I'll do yeah. anything for free, yeah, exactly, yeah, especially when it's your mate, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. you know, We were talking about this earlier, like, you know,
1: there's always there's always kind of mates' rates for gigs, but that's why it helps to have a, a good manager or a good agent there who's going to look yeah. after you and, like, actually, you know, yeah, got, got your best interests yeah. when it comes to fees and stuff like that, because, because you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're not salesmen, like, yeah, we're not, of we're course not people, not. That, you know, no. we're, we're
0: just at the end of the day, we're like kind of music geeks, yeah, you want to get out there and. And play. Some and write yeah. music, you know and so and and there's like shows that like you sell out yeah and then they're like putting low offers in and you're like yeah sweet I do it because it's an amazing gig yeah. I know it's gonna sell out yeah and then your agent's like no you sold you sold that club out yeah you like that you have to be earning more money at this yeah. club <laughs> like you're making but, them shit loads I of money play there. It looks yeah. Wicked. yeah 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 <laughs> um so it's kind of like yeah, you need yeah. that you yeah, need that and yeah. I and I wouldn't necessarily say you need a manager. Mm. I think when there comes a point you need somebody that can help you to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um management's a strange one. Mm. It's a really strange one. Mm. Yeah. Um there's ups and downs to to everything and there's yeah. pros and cons to everything. Yeah. But it goes back to the Dirty Bird guys. Yeah. Most of them have managed themselves the whole time. Yeah. Um I know, yeah, I know Justin's kind of had a manager, but kind of manages himself the right. whole time, right Ardlan manages himself, yeah, um, Christian manages himself, yeah, Claude used to manage himself, right, um went to management and now employs his own managers like okay kind of day-to-day yeah. team yeah and he kind of well because because having that
1: day-to-day team is really useful because it frees up your time to do yeah. what you do best which is writing music and getting out there and djing because you don't want to have to be
0: messing around like sorting
1: no, out schedules but, and all that kind of stuff no like, it's not it's not what no. it's
0: not and sometimes like you, there's managers employing somebody that's just purely you mm, like mm there's never the next big thing unless yeah. they move job yeah if you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. like so they purely work on you and yeah. like you pay them and they do you yeah <laughs> so yeah. there's pros and cons to everything yeah. um but it must be great having that tap
1: into you know people like Claude who's who's kind of been there and he's you know he's right yeah. top of the game and he you know he must be a really invaluable man, loads of great advice for you dude you know, just,
0: it's it's unbelievable yeah like I'm lucky, like I'm I, I'm the first to now to say it. I'm I'm lucky. Yeah. Um I can call him up and he can help me out or we can yeah. just have a chat about awesome. life. Like yeah. but it's the same with Justin. Um same with all of them. Yeah. Like same with all of them. Like the all the crew that work for Dirty Bird, mm. so like Fernando, people won't know who Fernando is right. if they don't if they're not kind of part of running events and yeah. stuff like that. But Fernando's been there from the beginning. Right. And he's actually a cop. All right. But also works for the label, kind of doing label stuff. And he's like, he's kind of like the dad. Yeah. He looks after everyone. Yeah. So he's got your back. Yeah, cool. But also one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Cool. Grillson, like, he's always been their barbecue man (laughs) from day one. And and he comes around and grills. (laughs) That's very important. And he's got a good beard. Yeah. But yeah, like, he's just... (laughs) It's, so, uh, it's, it's family the, man the,
1: the beard thing I mean I'm going to ask you about yeah. the beard because I mean we always talk about hair and beards you know and I'm quite follically challenged but I'm growing a little beard at the moment dude it's getting, it's getting now, getting man there. it's a bit out of control at just the moment. don't it's like shave just like, yeah well this is the thing like my girlfriend keeps going look it's getting a bit out of control I'm like no I'm just going to leave it for a
0: little while it like, will look shit for yeah. like three months yeah and then you're good <laughs> then, then, then you're like great. proper manly great but how long did it take you to grow that beard so I, I've had it for three years right. it probably took me thre- yeah it took me three months to get it looking good okay Okay, I'm a hairy motherfucker. Yeah, but my hair on my head is li- going right. I always yeah, wear hats. Yeah. I always wear hats. Yeah, I'm in denial. Yeah. I think I'd probably get like if there was something that there's actually a new thing in America, right? A new procedure where they like take bone marrow, yeah, and like mix it with fatty acids right. and then inject it into your head, <laughs> and then you grow hair again. Grow hair again. No, well, joke. It actually works. Yeah, and yeah. It, like I was talking to my barber when I was living in New York. Yeah and he was like yeah one of his clients had like you know like where nobody can see what I'm doing right now yeah. but I've just took my hat <laughs> so off, off <laughs> yeah. but you know when like guys just have like yeah, just yeah. the ring around the head with yeah. no hair on top yeah, yeah. Um, he was like one of my clients had that mm. and then he had this thing mm. and like within a year he had like Cuban hair wow like fucking that's insane yeah massive amount yeah. of hair wow so like it's like three grand I'm wow. like I'm I'm thinking yeah,
1: yeah I'm thinking no, about I think it when it starts going yeah I might have to think about that yeah. right now yeah so, like, does I guess the beard takes quite a lot of looking after. Do you use, you use like beard oil or anything yeah. like that? On I, it? Yeah,
0: I get cut every week. Yeah, every, no, every two weeks. So, have to have to go to the barber to get? Yeah, the beard I go cut. to the barber yeah. every two right. weeks. Okay. Um, my barber's called Mike. Yeah, yeah. in Hair of the Dog, in yeah, what near where I live, right? And he's a g like no one yeah. has, no one cuts my beard like he does. I go to like travel and like, yeah. I have to get it cut. Yeah, and I'm just like I should have just done it myself. Right. Okay. Especially in America, that I. If anyone listens yeah. and they they know of an amazing barber in America let me know. Yeah. Cuz they do it they do things differently there. Right, okay. Um, but yeah. So it's and then I it's it, I sound fucking bad. But like <laughs> like I I have to dry it with a yeah. ha- with a hairdryer what, every day. Ev- when I get out of the shower. Do you shampoo it or you... Not every day. Right, like okay. maybe once every two weeks. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um depends on the sweaty I've got as yeah, well. Yeah. But yeah, like i blow dry it and then put beard i put shave oil on shave oil on on it rather than beard oil beard oil is just too loose for it it doesn't it just sucks it up too much right okay beard oil um shave oil stays on it Mm -hmm. and like keeps it and then i put beard balm on it right and then i'm done for the day right nice (laughs) and then when i used to like twirl my mustache yeah like like, yeah. yeah it was actually fernando that gave me the wax yeah and it's like rock solid wax and okay. it just cu- curls Because I was
1: hanging with a guy at Rainbow Serpent who had a really like a bit yeah, yeah, up yeah. moustache. They're yeah. Like, How the hell would you get it to stay mm. like that? So, but it's like really kind of solid wax. That they put in. Really it, thick yeah. wax. It's yeah. kind
0: of like beeswax. Right. Um, Really hard. It's bitch to get out. You, yeah, don't, you, you don't get it out. You just wait it, until just you just wait until it comes out. It, well, you just either have to like proper wash it and scrub yeah. it Yeah. or you just keep adding to it yeah. and adding to it.
1: So like a, a lot of the guys in Dirty Bird have got beards yeah so do you have like beard offs
0: i win you win (laughs) (laughs) you're the winner i'm the winner hands down yeah um yeah yeah i grew a beard and everyone started taking me seriously yeah no joke like and i always have that joke but i don't know if it's a joke right like people like maybe my music just got better and it just was coincidence yeah but i grew a beard and it kind of gave me an identity yeah totally yeah people remember me like yeah I, I don't have a recognizable face. Like I'm not one of But it's not, completely changed how yeah, you look with completely, obviously. Like, but like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not telling you to go and look at pictures before I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember but it, like yeah. it was I just looked like a normal dude. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And
1: you have the beard and then suddenly people yeah, you they remember you You like this guy right with a massive beard. It yeah. goes back
0: to right at the beginning of what yeah. we're saying, and it's about that brand. Yeah. And like don't go, you know, I'm not saying that I'm never gonna shave this mm-hmm. but I love it. Yeah. And People, especially in America, mm. me and Kill, myself and Kill Frenzy, yeah. people always think I'm Kill Frenzy and vice versa. Right, okay. But he shaved his beard. Right. And he looks nothing like he used to be. Yeah. So that was fine, but yeah. we always used to have a laugh about it. But yeah. honestly, like, it just gives you identity. Yeah. Something, I, yeah. something to give you, like
1: makes your face more interesting as yeah, well, I man. think. I, yeah. don't, I
0: don't think I could shave mine off now. I mean, mine's normally a bit shorter than it is at the yeah. moment, but I just, I don't think I'll go back just to it keep growing now. it, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep growing it. it. I'm going to,
1: I'm going to. Keep growing it. <laughs> um, I did have a question. It's from my girlfriend, Agnes, actually. She has asked, does it ever get in the way when you're on the decks? Does it ever... it's not quite that long, is it? It's but
0: not that long. No. Um. Does it get a bit sweaty when you're in like a, I like get, a I'm club? sweaty anyway. You get sweaty anyway, I'm... yeah. Yeah. I'm so fucking sweaty it's yeah, disgusting I, I get really sweaty yeah well. it's horrible yeah, yeah it's horrible yeah. but suppose it's healthy for you if you sweat it's supposed to be healthy it's really? supposed to mean that you're a healthy person or okay, healthier yeah. so I don't mind with that but yeah. I think it gets in the way of eating. Like oh, there's yeah, certain yeah. things, you don't like find bits that. Are like yeah, you find bits, <laughs> and like, I, if I'm eating eating with someone, I'm like, I'm like, you have to tell me if I get food in my beard. I won't be embarrassed. <laughs> just fucking tell me. But there's like certain things that I just won't go near. Yeah. Like eating ice cream with a cone in a cone. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Don't even try. I suppose
1: yeah, because if it goes
0: near your goes, it just the goes straight in the moustache and right, then comes a, down. Oh, um, noodles are hard. Soup is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Because. I don't think people realise how much soup comes (laughs) off your spoon but then it just goes all fucking down your beard it's disgusting and then you're like and then you smell it and you're like oh fuck soupy beard yeah it's disgusting
1: careful you don't get curry in it it's disgusting man
0: (laughs) Um, yeah we had a couple
1: of questions on, on Dirty Bird um uh, yeah, I saw um, one of them. Who's was, the dirtiest was, dirty who's bird? The, was say, who's the dirtiest bird and dirty bird? <laughs> uh,
0: how do you class dirty? well I, what, don't know. I don't know. uh You'd say you're all pretty dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Musically, I'd say like Adelant or Christian. Yeah. Their music's always like proper, pretty like grimy, grimy, yeah. and like raw. Yeah. Not musically, Shiba-san. Yeah. (laughs) He's an an animal, that dude. Yeah. Yeah, He's got good game. Yeah. Serious game.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I really love about the Dirty Bird music is it's got that real kind of low-slung, kind of gritty urban vibe to Mm. it, which, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the music that comes out of the States, I find, doesn't really have that. It's got a very kind of English sound to it, even even a bit bit of a Bristolian kind of sound, you know, and it kind of, um, that's what I love about it. You know, it's it's really kind of gritty and raw.
0: Yeah. I think... I think the Dirty Bird sound, people say Dirty Bird have got a sound. Yeah, they have. And, yeah. and they do, yeah. but I also disagree with it at the same time mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people in Europe put the Dirty Bird as like a bass house yeah. record record yeah. label. And I get that because a lot of the rec- records have bass in and yeah. they're like, the bass lines are more prominent mm-hmm. than than what mm-hmm. in a normal tech house track is. Yeah. But I think there's there's obviously a lot of drum and bass influences. Yeah. There's a lot of like techno influences, mm-hmm. but there's influences from everywhere. Yeah. And I think they sometimes it. I do think they sometimes get tarnished with a brush. Yeah. Which sometimes is a good thing. Yep. And I I think sometimes it's very naive of people. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, because if you watch every single one of us play, yeah. Like, we don't really play bass house. No. No. Like we play like. Whatever works.
1: I've seen Claude Von Stroke and he's been super eclectic. Yeah. Like, you know, he's played all sorts. Yeah. And he's just
0: finished with a bit of
1: drum and Big bass. So like, yeah. You know, we played,
0: played, like, I've just done an edit. I'll <clears throat> play it to you later. Yeah. I've just done a VIP of a track that me and Huxley have done and mm. it's like it goes into drum and bass. Yeah, cool, man. Like, I play, I'll play a hip hop track. Yeah. I've done an edit of a hip. It's actually, yeah. you can download it for free now. Yeah. Like, we, it's for me and for Dirty Bird, mm. we just want to party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the music's cool. Yeah. It is cool music. Yeah, like, yeah. but we're not chin strokers. No, we're not, we're really it's not. Chin sh- yeah, it's yeah, beard strokers. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've been to a dirty bird party. I haven't. I've seen Claude on yeah. a few times, but not like a yeah full on dirty so bird. So Claude's no. amazing when he DJ's. is yeah. he's, he's a great DJ. Um, but a dirty bird party is just next level. Like a classic example, Miami last year, we all played like a. Th- back-to-back throwdown where Mm. pretty much the whole roster of Dirty Bird played, there was two DJs each and they were playing back-to-back. Okay. So cutting back a night before, we went to see, we went to trade to see some people playing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to mention who they were because I'm not bitching about them, but it's just their scene. Like, we went into the booth and it it wasn't very welcoming. Right. Like, it was like very we know who you are, but we don't want to associate.
1: Right, okay.
0: And not in a horrible way. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the DJs were cool, yeah. they, and they were they were perfect. They were like, yeah. they, 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 it'd say hi and everything like that. Yeah. They, they, so it was it, like the promoters was, or the people in the. No, it was the, kind just, of like, yeah, like the back people. Oh, like the people it, like the, hanging on. The like, people yeah, hanging yeah. on. And yeah. it was like, it was like more techno more tech house. Oh, yeah. A bit snobby. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like fuck man like mm. that's depressing like yeah i'll go into a dj booth and i could not know anyone and i'm just gonna fucking talk to anyone yeah just like hang out. Yeah, yeah just hang, hang out in. like yeah. we're having we're in a club yeah the whole point of a club is to fucking have, go fun. have fun hang out nobody right? yeah. goes to a club to like be cool or like stand there and, stand like, there yeah, and like yeah. look at people yeah, like they're a piece of shit. Yeah, like they must have looked like I was a piece of shit. I rocked up. I was still wearing flip flops and shorts for Dude, the day. Just
1: jealous of your beard, man. And right? I still had. I think
0: I went shopping, yeah. and I had like some spare jeans <laughs> in my bag that I wore. I looked like a fucking state. But yeah, like so. Go from that night, yeah. and then go into the Dirty Bird night. Yeah. First of all, the Dirty Bird sold out. Yeah. They, i think they sold more tickets than that club has ever sold yeah. ever in the whole of the was time was that the outdoor party no it was no. indoor oh, it was indoor one is right, okay. it was a trade right um so just the vibe yeah you like we i look I, when i was i was playing with kill friends mm. Dude, mm. and we i just looked around at one point in the at one point of the night i just looked around whilst i was dj and literally you couldn't move in the dj booth well. there was probably like this DJ booth tiny yeah. and like there was probably like 50, 60 people in this DJ booth, <laughs> like bottles flying everywhere, yeah, yeah. like everyone high fiving, yeah. like people like jumping up on the decks, Wicked. like it's just fucking vibes. mental, like yeah, yeah. just mental, Great vibes, Every- yeah. like anyone comes in they're yeah. like everyone's high fiving yeah. everyone, nobody's looking at anyone like they nah, shouldn't be there, yeah. everyone's like yeah. being super nice, like, yeah. and that for me, yeah. I didn't care about anyone else, for me that's what yeah. life's about. I really like,
1: enjoy that when you get up in the booth and um a like you know the promoters let you have some people up in the booth with you because it can get a bit lonely up yeah there like you know it yeah, actually yeah. Can, like. yeah and so and then you can have a little party up in, yeah. the, in the booth as well as the party that's going yeah. on down in, in the crowd so you know just it, it all adds to the atmosphere yeah totally and the yeah.
0: thing is like the whole dirty bird guys we're all known to like actually party with the guys that come to the club yeah to see us so yeah. like after we play like yeah me, Justin, Kill, yeah. ardy We're just gonna go and cruise yeah. into the crowd and just yeah. party. That's what I do. Always like, get down there, and like, dude. Because you're there for
1: the music, aren't you? Yeah, the the day. Like, exactly. Yeah. And
0: like, it's nice for people that pay to come and see you. Yeah. yeah, like I interact with everyone on my socials. Like, yeah, I know people from. Yeah. Like, I get friendly with people. Yeah. I I have build relationships yeah. with people. Like. I'm gonna go say hi to them. Yes, why not? <laughs> I'm gonna go say yeah. thank you to anyone that's turned up yeah. to see me. Yeah. So You're not gonna
1: play and then bugger off. No, night, just go and sit in the hotel room. Uh, no, night. Like, no, not at all. No. Like
0: it's just a very like it's a very natural environment yeah. for me. Cool, man. Um, and it's not it's not a it takes the music industry out mm. of it for me. Mm. Like mm. working with these guys, mm-hmm. they've given me my career, man great sounds like, like you found a really good home yeah, yeah. Be- between worthy and barclay like yeah. worthy gave me my first break yeah barclay gave me my career yeah and don't get me wrong i've worked hard for it yeah and i'm the first to admit it yeah and i've still got a lot of work to do yeah but he's they've held mm. me man
1: it ain't easy but you know if you carry a away and working hard then yeah. you can you can get there yeah, yeah absolutely um so I mean, we were talking about a couple of the parties as well that yeah. you've done with Dirty Bird. So is it was there, there was one called the Barbershop? Was that?
0: No, the Barbershop's my radio that's show. Your,
1: that's your radio show. Sorry, I'm getting it's confused. Right. So they do like this, so.
0: the barbecue. Barbecue, right. They Bird okay, barbecues, yeah, yeah. which is originally where Dirty Bird came from. Yeah, okay. Um, so they, years ago, they started a party. Christian started a party right. in the San Fran. Yeah. That's where Grilson got involved. Cool. He used to bring the barbecue down. <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah. So that's where dirty bird originally yeah. started so they in the summer they do a series of barbecues nice um in different cities um i played detroit this year which yep. was actually a two-day barbecue <laughs> nice um but yeah that is it's again it's just an, another Survivor. party yeah. like they yeah. do it in like different yeah. places so it's yeah. not necessarily a, they don't do it in a club it's yeah. an outside the barbecue okay. yeah it's like free food there's yeah. like merch there it's yeah. like they play games yeah. like it's it's fun Sweet. you know what i mean it's fun yeah. it's yeah. not I'm going to a club and taking loads of drugs and just cracking on. And listen to music. Like, so listen to music. It's sort of like thing, yeah. let's have a fucking laugh. Yeah. Come on, like let's, yeah. let's, let's mingle with everyone. Let's yeah. just have a good time. Yeah. Um, so they do those, and there was holy, holy, shit. holy is ship. Holy ship.
1: Is that is that dirty bird
0: as well? It's no. not, but right, kind of dirty right. bird have like a massive following on like, there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's th- we we were lucky enough that this year we had two, We had they do two ships, right? So. The last few years, it's like... I think they've been doing it like eight years now. Mm. So you do one in January, one in February. Mm-hmm. This year's the first year they did back-to-back. Yeah. So generally on each ship, there's always different artists. Yeah, okay. But Justin's done every single one. Yeah. Claude's done a lot of them. Yeah. Um, And this time, me, Justin, Claude, mm-hmm. and Gary that owns it destructo yeah. who who runs holy ship and wax motif right um we were we stayed on the boat for eight days Right, so halfway through you get new artists and you yeah. get new new punters yeah. to come on the ship yeah um, where, where is the ship it goes from usually goes from miami right um but this went from so it's actually a cruise yes yeah, oh, i didn't realize it was a cruise Oh, dude, do oh, it's right. four and a half five, four four and a half five thousand people Whoa. on a cruise ship okay um and you go to the caribbean nice for just tra- <laughs> just travel around really sweet and it's parties yeah. all day and all night Wicked. and then you do private island parties nice and then you can get at get off at Nassau for a day if you okay. want yeah lovely um, I've never done it no never got off no. I got off at R D was playing on one of the private islands I yeah. got off there to watch yeah. that that sounds awesome Um dude it's it's again it's another thing that's just yeah. it's kind of a cult like yeah. it, I don't mean a cult in a bad way the people that go, they they're like called ship fam, right? Okay, and it is very American, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's fucking amazing, yeah. And they just like there's never any trouble, no. no. Um, ev- everyone that runs it is like really nice. Yeah, they they look after the artists. Yeah. The artists just mingle with all the crowd, yeah. like all the time. You're on, so a, ship, so yeah, you're you on a ship, just, yeah, you can't just <laughs> can't just stay in <laughs> the artist high. area, yeah. <laughs> like and be boring as fuck. You yeah, want yeah, to go yeah. and party and see your yeah. DJ. It's the one time mm-hmm. that like all your DJ friends are there. Yeah. But yeah, the Dirty Bird guys have a very big following on there. Yeah. So we kind of always have our own party on that there. That Sounds great. So yeah, but, it's mad.
1: I mean, we were talking about this a little bit earlier as well. So your your sound um, has really caught on in the in the US market, hasn't it? Yeah. So but not so much in Europe really no um,
0: why do you why do you think that is? Dirty Bird Dirty Bird yeah honestly I don't think people in Europe realise how big Dirty Bird is in America it's huge isn't it yeah it's yeah. fucking massive yeah um, and I understand why the Dirty Bird kind of like label hasn't worked so much in mm-hmm. Europe mm-hmm. Um there's lots of reasons personal yeah. reasons because people have family yeah um it's far away, yeah. Of so course. people don't want to necessarily travel so yeah. much because they've got family and they mm-hmm. want to see their kids, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they're married, understandable, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, also, I think money is part of it for yeah. for some of the, for the for the label itself. Yeah. Like, they can earn very very good money in America, yeah. Um, and so why? why try and push it Break here. into somewhere else where it's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be and really tough. They were yeah. huge in England and Europe. Yeah, I remember. David mean, was massive. It was massive here. in England. Absolutely huge. Um, yeah. But then the next big thing comes along. Yeah. Whereas in... Tech now in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. Boring tech house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but where like, obviously they're not based here. So they can't always be on the ball here. Yeah. Um, and I totally get that. But yeah. I think they, they do want to push things here yep. um yeah me as an artist i i very rarely play here yeah people don't know who i am yeah. like and yeah. i completely don't get me wrong it it annoys me mm. not because mm. people don't know who i am but mm. purely because i don't do much here it's, it's my your home, home country yeah, exactly. man yeah, like right. yeah, yeah. everybody well i'd like to think that everybody wants to play in their home country absolutely like it's,
1: saying, saying that, I mean, the, the scene in England is a bit hit and miss at the moment, especially in London. And, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit yeah. weird. It's very trend-based, I think. Oh, 100%. You know? And it's kind of, you know, a lot of people that go to the parties,
0: particularly in London, yeah, they don't even really know what they're yeah, listening yeah. to.
1: They're just, they're just going there because Because it's, it's got a cool
0: Cool name, cool the, name. Their friends. Yeah. And I think that's great in a certain way. Yeah. Because I remember, this. it was funny, actually. I was on Instagram, like, maybe six months ago. And there was like girls that were like a few years younger than me that, and I'm not being sexist. I'm just saying how this is actually <laughs> the, the fact. Yep. Like these girls that were, I went to school with, they mm. were like talking about somebody that's very popular. Like mm. I'm going to say it, Patrick Toppin. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm mates with Patrick yeah. Toppin. Like yeah. we, we we talk. Yep. Um. And Patrick's huge yeah it's fucking huge, and yeah. he is killing it, yeah, and his music good, like I yeah. really like his music yeah and but I know that yeah. these girls would never have fucking listened to his music, yeah or any music like that, they would never have gone to like they would never have gone to like they, he was playing at motion, yeah, okay. they would never have gone to fucking motion, yeah right, yeah if yeah. it wasn't the whole kind of yeah, it's cool to listen to house music, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean yeah, if it was cool to listen to hip hop, they yeah. would be going to hip hop, yeah. If yeah. it was cool to listen to like punk, they'd yeah. be fucking going to going punk. punk. Yeah. And I don't, I think that's really good for the industry. Mm. Mm. Um Because at, at least
1: a certain proportion of the people going to those nights are going to then delve a bit deeper into it, aren't they? Of course so, they are. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and it's
0: the whole EDM <clears> thing. <throat> yeah.
1: I was going to ask about that, actually. I mean, you've been over to the States a lot more than me recently. Is that still, it's still a still huge, thing? man. Yeah?
0: still huge. Yeah. But, Kind of going back to that thing with, with England, I find yeah. in America there's a lot less people that follow people, right? Okay, so there's kind of like I think most people have gone through like the noisy, shitty dubstep sound in yeah, America yeah. and yeah. they've all gone through the shitty EDM sound, right? And then they f- go off to their own little things mm. and find their own mm. little thing and okay. they don't follow. Right. So much as here. But you've also got to think, we're a small... We're fucking tiny. Yeah, we're like yeah. 65 million. They're like 500 million. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... We've only got a certain amount of clubs. We've mm-hmm. only got a certain amount of cities. Mm-hmm. We've only got a certain amount of festivals. Yep. Um, so I get it. I'm not... I'm not bad-mouthing it, because it's not. Mm. It's, it's just... Mm. It is what it is. There is some great stuff over here, but I think you've got to dig quite deep to find it. There's some amazing you know? stuff, yeah. but I also think... I... Honestly... I think it's the promoters yep. that make it a boring scene. Yep, and yep. hold my hands up, fuck it, it is. Yeah, like, I agree. but I also yeah. get it. It's it's going back to mm. that business thing. Mm. Why book an artist that you might risk a yeah. grand on? Yeah, you might lose a grand. Yeah, or let's say let's say an artist c- costs a grand mm. plus flights, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm. And you can you could make like a lot more money if you spent four grand grand. on an artist that you know is going to sell tickets. Guaranteed, yeah. Like, but for me, as an artist, Mm -hmm. and even as a promoter, this was probably Mm -hmm. why I wasn't a successful promoter, (laughs) but I'd want to try and bring new people through, yeah. or whether they're new people, or whether they're people that've been around for years that just mm. still haven't had the
1: recognition. Mm. Mm. I think it's important. I mean, it, it's it's a difference between someone who's doing it to make money and someone who's doing it because they actually care about the dance music scene and yeah. they actually care about what the culture.
0: Yeah, and um, I, yeah, it's really sad. Like, yeah. I, for me, it is anyway, and it's not because I don't play. Mm. I, like, on I, I've got to say, it mm. kind of is a waiver. The fact that I don't get booked here, yeah, is, I I will end up getting booked here. Yeah, I will, I'll work yeah. so hard that I will. Hmm. But it's kind of really like it's unartistical, yeah. Right, we're we're all playing and writing music to be artists, yeah. Like I feel like there should be like something that's like it's sh- like club night should be an art- artistical thing, yeah, yeah. Like, there's some amazing places that like some amazing productions that yeah. go on here. Yeah. Um but again like if most festivals in the UK once you've seen one lineup you've seen all of them. Absolutely, especially in London. Yeah. It's just regurgitated over and over yeah. again. And mm. and it's what's happened is you've had the original the original dons that are putting all all these like curating mm. all of these amazing lineups. Mm. Mm. And then somebody else with a bit of money has gone right i just booked the same people yeah and yeah it it really it really confuses me i'm like Mm. but maybe this is me Mm. and but like i've been to see them like three times this year yeah why the fuck would i want to go and see them again yeah yeah, yeah. um in a field yeah where it could be any field yeah like i just it for me i don't understand it like In when I used to work, work do the We Love podcast in Mm. Ibiza, Mm. those were like curators. Yeah, Mark and oh, who's the other guy's name? Andy, I think is that Mark Broadbent, the guy that ran it. I can't remember the guy, I should, but his name's just gone. I'm really bad at names. (laughs) Um, but they they curated something amazing. So, what they would do is I don't know if they actually meant to do it, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Yeah. But they would have a ticket seller, yeah. or they'd have two or three ticket sellers. Mm-hmm. They were running for like twenty four hours. Yeah. they needed to sell t- yeah. sell tickets. But then under those t- ticket sellers, they'd mm-hmm. have people that like were like really artistical. Yeah, and like really like pushing the the boundaries mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the industry. Mm-hmm. And like they weren't big. Mm. People wouldn't sell. They they wouldn't sell tickets. Mm-hmm. But by being at We Love, yeah it would their career would get bigger give them that and bigger bit of exposure. And gi- yeah, yeah and give them more exposure and then people they yeah. would turn into ticket sellers yeah, yeah. um so it, i just feel like there's yeah. not maybe i'm wrong no i, don't I, spend, I think I'm, i totally agree with you. i don't you spend and I, much time in the uk no, so i don't it, know it,
1: but. i totally agree with you and it is really frustrating that there isn't that a lot of <laughs> a lot of promoters i'd say and a lot of party organization organizers are quite short-sighted you know and as you say they'll book whoever's going to sell the most number of tickets yeah. and then they might even put themselves on the lineup or get their mates into play or something yeah. but there isn't that development of because there is a lot of really good underground music out there loads of really really yeah. good stuff but but there isn't that kind of um that there aren't people kind of pushing it up and helping yeah, helping yeah. people grow and that's why people like you and me have gone international rather than like local to start yeah. with because yeah. you know when you're releasing music it puts it out to that international yeah, audience yeah. I think and that's when you get picked up abroad yeah um but but yeah, it is a real shame. It is a real shame. Mm. But, um, well, okay. On a, on a lighter note, let's go on to some of these questions that we've did got. Did get here. pretty deep then. Yeah, we got pretty deep then, but that's all good. I like I deep. Yeah, <laughs> I like deep. There you go. <laughs> I like it deep. Um, right. Okay. Um, okay, well, maybe we can... Uh, yeah, okay. So we had a question about um, playing in a club environment. And obviously, you've got years and years of experience doing it, but did you? how do you find that kind of has influenced kind of the music that you make so as you are producing more and yeah. playing your music out more has it kind of changed and evolved as you see the crowd reacting to kind of the different sounds and stuff
0: no no don't think so um i've always written music for the club yeah i suppose because you've been in the club for i've so always long, been like in the club through your mindset's yeah. there so yeah. i don't don't get me wrong I write down tempo stuff yeah. people never hear it yeah. I write weird stuff that people never yeah. hear and yeah. I never play yeah. in a set but when I'm writing house or yeah. whatever I write I don't yeah. know what you want to class it, yeah. I write for the club
1: yeah do you find do, do you kind of test stuff out in the club and then tweak it a bit home
0: like after you've seen a reaction to it or I I'm really weird when I write yeah i weird it's just how, I, how it is yeah but I can't spend too long on something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. So if I write, if I'm writing something and it sounds good, Mm -hmm. I'll finish it Mm -hmm. and then I'll play it. Yeah. And if it really, really works, I'm like, Oh, I needs a better mix down. Yeah. So I'll go go back and tweak it. Yeah. Or that breakdown was too long. Yeah. Or that breakdown wasn't long enough. Or yeah. some uh, there's too many vocals. I always often.
1: find breakdowns are generally too long, short and yeah, short and man. short. Because like, when you're in the studio, <laughs> you're yeah. like
0: putting your fucking hands yeah, up. Like, right. you, oh, this you, is Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then people like getting their phones out and texting yeah, right. or like tweeting <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think. I've always written for a club. Yeah. Um, it's just how my brain works. Yeah, 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 totally. I yeah. was never, I'm always a DJ before I was a producer. Yeah, absolutely. Now I class myself as both. Yeah. But I I always go, yeah, this Your is. Your brain's kind of wired up in that way, yeah, but yeah, you know it's going to yeah, work in a club. Yeah. And then. Yeah. But let's be honest, people don't realize this, but a kick drum mm. and a bass line, mm. any old bass line, yeah. if you're in the right club, it's going to work. Yeah. And I think that is the simplest thing. Yeah. Like, you can play you can anyone can do it yeah like you true. don't have to be musical no like you really don't i'm no. i'm not that music like i can mm. play bits i've just started having piano lessons again but okay. i can I, i'm not super musical no like i work everything out myself but go buy a go like I, i'm not saying you base your whole career on this yeah. but if you're a dj and you yeah. want to get into producing yeah go buy a loop pack yeah that, chop like, them up like, yeah. Don't, but like you you can do that test yeah of don't even fucking chop them up yeah like chuck them in <laughs> just yeah. just literally have a have a kick drum yeah. and have a loop and play it for like 30 seconds yeah guarantee it will work yeah if it's a if it's a good bass line yeah. and it's a good kick drum you yeah. don't even need hats or kick no. or, or anything yeah like it works yeah. i've got there's a track called incognito mm. two mm. i can't remember the artist i'll play it to you yeah cool and it's just a kick drum yeah like a massive kick drum yeah and like a a weird vocal for like four minutes yeah and then a hat kicks in and that's it yeah and i get the biggest response on that track than anything else yeah
1: that's what i mean that's something i found as well like the more i get into production and engineering the less i want to put in my tunes because like you can you can like one of the when i first started out i just kept kept on chucking more and more in and yeah, layering yeah, stuff yeah. up more and more and it kind of, yeah. it's an easy way to make things sound big yeah. but you know the, when you strip it all back to just like a kick drum and a bass line and a bit of percussion i mean that can sound big if it, if you've got the right kick drum and the yeah, right bass line exactly. and that's all you need and then you, you can just build little bits on top of that yeah. and, it's relation you know, it's, it's
0: relationships yeah um and it's like it's like meeting your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever whichever way you swing like if you work together, you just work. Yeah, sure. yeah. You click <laughs> or you don't. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And honestly, like to put a kick drum and a bass line together, mm. we we've everyone that's been to a nightclub yeah. knows what's gonna sound mm. good in yeah. a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And like, just yeah, man. It's it's not. We're not talking rocket science. No. Like with simple things like that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy to produce and things no. like that. It takes years. Yeah. But you can you for me i know what's the gonna basics work and what's never not. Change, really, yeah. yeah like yeah. when i'm right i'm like
1: i like it but it's not
0: gonna work yeah.
1: yeah so on on like djing and stuff like i've had another question which is um has technology changed kind of the the show the, the question is the showmanship you need to be a good dj so i guess that's like um how you're putting on the show has the technology Change that at all? I mean, I, I mean, you're still you're, you're mixing on yeah, CDJs. Yeah, CDJs. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it allows you to be more creative. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it definitely does. I don't think yeah. I. It definitely does. Yeah. You couldn't loop when you had no. vinyl unless no. you had a loop pedal, which well, is ridiculously complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of the technologies that are out, like the Pioneer, like the Remix mm-hmm. One Thousand. Mm-hmm. That like, allows you to do like snare rolls. All the like little analog yep. distortion units, analog yep. reverb units. Yep. Like they've always been around, but yeah. you can add things into your, de- in your yeah. t- into your set. Yeah. Anyone can be a DJ. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. Anyone can play music in a club. Yeah. Not everyone can be a DJ. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, anyone can line two tunes up now using tracks yeah. or Ableton or something can, like that. And anyone like, can yeah. do four deck mixing. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, like yeah. it.
1: But not very many people can do it very well. Yes. <laughs> like, Play,
0: playing music in a club, yeah. anyone can do. Yeah. And go do it. Yeah. But until you start reading the crowd or yeah. until you start performing, yeah. like, mm-hmm. being people, people forget that being a DJ is, mm. you're an entertainer. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. and if you're lucky enough that people come to you because of your music, yeah. then you can do what you want. Yeah. If you're just a DJ in a club, yeah, then you need to fucking entertain. Yeah. But also, there's DJs out there that, like, are huge mm. that people are like, oh, that was boring. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Man. yeah. And, and, Loads. And,
1: and I mean, I was at ADE last year yeah. and saw a very big nameplate and it was boring as yeah. hell. And, like, I was like, fucking I expected a lot more than yeah. that. Standing at the front, just like, not doing anything. Yeah. Music was boring. Yeah. Lights were shit. Yeah. We're just like, this yeah. was just bollocks. Yeah. Like, and you know, everyone paid 50 euros to Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. um, I, and I think, don't get me wrong, even I can do it sometimes yeah. where I just, like, I'm DJ and I'm just, like, playing weird shit. Yeah. And, and then i got to, like, i got to, like, remind myself that yeah. do they actually like this? Yeah. And there's a, I like, I it sounds really arrogant saying I like educating. I hate that word. Mm. um, Because some of the people that come to see me know mm. more about my genre yeah, yeah. than I know. Because yeah. I'm always in a fucking studio. I don't yeah. listen to loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I like to be able to give them stuff that they've probably not heard mm-hmm. before. It's nice to slip a few things
1: in there every now and again just to kind of take either take someone yeah. by surprise or, or play something that you know is going to work yeah. but it might just be a little bit different or something. Yeah, like, you
0: know. and my sets change all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of it is my own music. Yeah. So a lot of people haven't heard it. Yeah. The only way they've heard it is through an Instagram story or yeah, Snapchat. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And that's that's it's kind of, that's a really good way to bring hype yeah like yeah. of your tracks because then yeah. people go and see you and they're like oh this is will's new track yeah um so they've heard a little snippet so they of would have heard then, a little snippet yeah, of yeah. It, and then they hear yeah. it and then they're like oh this is that track yeah. i've always wondered and who's the whole this one you in a big rig yeah and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah yeah so i can't yeah it, technology has it has it yeah, has definitely yeah. I, but i think it's allowed a lot more people to be become shit i totally agree um, it's allowed like
1: some some dude just to go oh I just want to start DJing yeah, and he can get whatever and just get up there and play
0: yeah. but he'll be crap like all the rest of them yeah and and I I don't think like I'm all down for new people being DJs like I like but it's saturated the market I I was there one day I was there once when I could not mix for shit yeah I remember going to DJ Academy Mm. Bristol it was actually called the DJ Academy yeah I think they still run I used to teach it for them actually yeah and I didn't even know like I used to DJ like disc weddings and stuff before then yeah so i knew i i thought that was DJing. yeah if you know what i mean when yeah. i got to dj academy i didn't know like record it. i didn't know playing two records three records four records at the same time i didn't know what DJing was mm. Uh, mm. hands down mm. i did not know we all have to start somewhere yeah um but if you're trying to be a dj mm. go and watch your favorite djs yeah that's what I did. Go, yeah. go and listen to. Yeah. I wouldn't even say. Don't listen to mixes. Listen to live mixes. Yeah, live mixes. But just go yeah. and watch them, or yeah. like listen to. Like we have got the world is like literally out of fingertips yeah. now. Like go watch YouTube. Yeah, like watch, watch them and watch the crowd yeah. as well. And how they feed off the crowd. One hundred percent. You know
1: that is that is DJing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's knowing what to play next to take yeah. the crowd where yeah, they yeah. need to go or where they want to go. Yeah. Right, because because sometimes you can sometimes in the best situation is. You, know, you can take the crowd wherever you want, yeah. But sometimes they kind of pull you somewhere in a direction. Yeah. You've got to go somewhere with them because that's where they want to go. Like you know, yeah. it depends on who was playing before you, what the BPM is, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, what time of day it is or night it is. One hundred percent. So many different factors in there,
0: and and yeah. and that's it. Going going back to that when when you first start in DJ and like you're just going to be a warm up DJ, yeah. Like you don't go unless you're a producer before a DJ yeah. and your track gets massive, then yeah. you're you're just going to be a warm up DJ. Yeah. Yeah. But learn to be a good warm up DJ, man. Mm. Like, oh mate, like, <laughs>
1: <Yeah. sighs> I, don't like having, I don't like having I don't 135 BPM hard house played yeah, before me when I'm getting up there and playing like, techno. <laughs> I'd probably say like
0: there's there's been a couple of people. I'm not going to say everyone's been a bad warm up DJ, yeah. that, but there's been one guy that's been amazing. Yeah that I remember, and I'm good friends with him, a guy yeah. called K- kind Kinder, right. Kinder, Kinder. Yeah. He's going to hate me, for, his name's Paul. <laughs> right, okay, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking my old Paul. Yeah. Paul. Um, Paul and Ange. Yeah. Uh He was fucking amazing. Yeah. And like, he, and he was playing stuff, that yeah. I'm like, mate, send me that. Yeah. Like, and that's what I want. I yeah. want somebody to be like, I don't want somebody to play the beatport top 10. Yeah. So many, so many want. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not being creative. Like Mm -hmm. where, where do you think you're being creative? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. just be, be individual. Yeah. Like I know it's easy to say because I was saying at the beginning of the interview, Mm -hmm. like copy people, Mm -hmm. but that's for production. Yeah. When you're trying to like learn the grounds. Yeah. Like, you don't have to play what everyone else is playing mm. or buying. Not at all. Simple. There's I think you have you have to go out your way not to really mm. and find some yeah. quality stuff that people aren't yeah. playing. Yeah. One of my best mates who used to live with me in Ibiza, yeah. Um, he was looking on Beatport the other day and he was like, "I didn't realise how much music was getting released each week." It's he was like yeah. Fifteen hundred tracks in like one genre a week. Yeah. 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 There's some fucking absolutely amazing tracks out like there that, yeah. that will never cut through. Yeah. Go find them. You've got to go and dig. Like, yeah. Go dig. I don't listen to my promos. No. Like, if somebody sends me a promo, unless it's like a friend. Yeah. That has sent me a personal email. Yeah. Or I'm like, or there's a record label that I know. That you know, yeah. That yeah. I will kind of probably always play their stuff. yeah. yeah. I, I don't listen to promos. I really do. It's, it's it's the thing is I get so many. Yeah.
1: It's, you just can't if I spent if I spent all my time listening to promos, I wouldn't have any time to do anything yeah.
0: else. It's yeah. Just, I, <laughs> yeah. I I do it occasionally. Yeah. I go onto In Flight app mm-hmm. because it's just an easy platform. Yep. Every all the promos go yep. there. Yep. So so if you're a new label setting up, go on yep. in flight app because they're they're the one. Yeah, unless it's quite good. Yeah. Unless you're working yeah. with a, a promo company that uses mm-hmm. different they're gonna get a good reaction, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But like i I'll, I'll spend two hours listening to my promos yeah and i'll have one track yeah and i'm yeah. like i know i could have spent two hours digging on yeah. beatport juno what track source whatever yeah. any wherever yeah, yeah. soundcloud spotify yeah. whatever yeah um i will find more music yeah doing that mm-hmm. and digging yeah and I'll enjoy it so much more because you're digging. Because I'm digging. Yeah. I'm doing like what you know when you used to go to a record shop. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I came into the industry like when records were just going out. Yeah. So my record collection isn't great. Yeah. I used to spend hours in record stores. Yeah. And you get a big stack of yeah. them, and you might find like two in there, but it's the it's the pleasure of actually it's going the through them all and like and the fun it's of it. Yeah. Like when going back to the when I used to buy my records from Sam. Yeah. I was like the only dude in the south. That, like that southwest, not Bristol because I, I don't live in Bristol. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know I'm saying so I'm from Bristol just because it's easier for people to <laughs> know where I'm from. But I'm actually from like a tiny village. Yeah, like fifty people live there. Yeah, like so I was going to Western. I was the only person in Western apart from sam that would listen to house yeah okay or buy house music yeah. so i'd go in there every week after my fish and chip shop job yeah and just spend all my wages on records and she'd yeah. have a pile for me yeah just there and you just don't like for you yeah what what service do you get you don't yeah. ever get that service yeah. now
1: no you don't no because I, I used to have that you'd strike up a relationship with the record yeah. store owner then he'd save you a couple of the promos yeah yeah like, a few, white labels, these, yeah, a few that, white labels yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that like, you know you were going to get looked after but Yeah, you don't get that now. It's all it's all your fingertips. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess the equivalent of that now is your mates turning you to you know are going to be good. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I honestly think that the vinyl culture is slowly coming back. It's never going to be as good as it used to be. Never. Like, I remember in the summer I had breakfast with Simon Simon Dammor from Defected, Mm. Mm. and he was like, everyone's saying the vinyl sales are up. Hmm. And he's like, "Course that up because yeah. they were fucking nothing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think of it like that. I was like, "Yeah, vinyl's doing <laughs> amazing," <point>. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, yeah. everyone stopped buying vinyl, Yeah. and now people are buying yeah. a few bits and bobs." Yeah. So, but it depends what genre you're in. Course yeah, course before be, yeah. you could get vinyl in any genre,
1: but now it's it's kind of a bit more limited to yeah, to, to certain genre genres. Drum and
0: bass, Drum and dubstep, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. but good dubstep. Yeah, but like house is slowly coming back slowly, I've slowly. just I had yeah. my first release last year yeah on vinyl my first ever release and yeah. I'm like and, and I've had two consecutive releases now yeah. on, on vinyl and it's mm-hmm. amazing like I've not even played it yeah not even played it on my vinyl yet but just to have it there yeah it brings it's back it's the a physical art. product isn't it yeah it brings, it's like, yeah, yeah, it brings something. back art yeah it's, something like, it's like the picture on the wall yeah like I physically bought that I yeah. went into a shop and bought that yeah yeah and there's something about the whole streaming and like download things doesn't feel like it's, it's real. art yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely uh right another question let's have a look through some of these um oh this is what i was going to ask you about right so we were again we were talking about this earlier but you're really big on instagram yeah you don't really use facebook that much do you
0: i right? use facebook uh art my artist page yeah yeah your artist page yeah but not not so much personally not so. personal facebook i no. don't use if See, if anyone any of my mates message me i get yeah. it like a month later yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't have yeah. i don't even have facebook on my phone yeah like i have the artist page on my phone but yeah. i don't have anything else
1: yeah so but on instagram you've got your doing it for the cuddles yeah um well how, how would you describe that it's, it's like it's like kind of your it's like a brand brand yeah kind of so like, where did that
0: come from <laughs> fucking knew you'd ask (laughs) me this. So. Is it just
1: an excuse to cuddle hot chicks? No, no, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So pretty much it's actually an inside joke from like my mates. Right. Like from home. Okay. So like, there's like a crew of us, Dan, Dan Close, Jason Honeywell, um, and John, John Warden. Right. Um, and they, and outside, just a little bit outside of that guy called Chris Pierce. Right. Okay. Um, so, I went when I said I the kind of lockdown. I I, mm. I moved back to, from my yeah. Um, I started working. Mm. I got another girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just need to lock myself away. Yeah. So I yeah. split up with that girlfriend. Right. Um, she was a bit younger than me. She needed to go and live her life. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. she was like thinking of not going to university because of me. And I was like, fuck that! Yeah. Like you need to go. Yeah. Just yeah, go, yeah go live yeah, your yeah. life. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So I was like locking I locked myself away for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um and I'd like can't believe I'm telling you this. Huh? I'd on. like go <laughs> <Shall> I'd <tell. laughs> like that's when like Tinder came around. Mm. And like it was the first like few years of Tinder. Yeah. And I was just like going on loads of dates. Right. But I wasn't like fucking any of these people. Yeah right. I was literally just like going on dates and making friends with them. Yeah. And the boys were like, dude, if you like have you fucked her yet? <laughs> I was like, no, like I'm not, I'm not in, in it for nah. that. Like oh, right. I'm literally, I, I have to concentrate on music. Yeah. Like, and I know that I'm a nightmare in relationships. I like, yeah. I won't give up everything, but yeah. my concentration will go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's purely my fault. Yeah. Purely my fault. Um, And they're like, you're just doing it for the cuddles aren't you Will? <laughs> and that is literally where it started okay um and we all started hashtagging doing yeah. it for the cuddles right. on, on every post right. um and it kind of just caught when well it's blown up man it's yeah, like, yeah when yeah. things kind of caught on yeah. from with dirty bird yeah. like it it kind of caught on <laughs> yeah. and i've always had like a one of my like passions in life is like yeah. fashion yeah okay yeah. um I'm not good at drawing. No. I'm not good at anything like that. Yeah. I'm not good at designing, but yeah. I, I know what I like. Yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to like have my own clothes company. Okay. Not merch store. Merch. Right. I feel that merch is different. Yeah. Some people will class it as merch. I don't care what people, whatever. whatever. But yeah, like I want my own clothes, clothing company mm-hmm. or, and I was just like, doing it for the cuddles could work with clothing. Yeah. And like, I got my designer, a guy called Mark Richardson, yeah. um, and he's he wo- he's got his own company called Superfried. Yeah. And he's, like, I've worked with him for five years now, I think. Yeah, okay. And he's done, like, all the different brands. Like, yeah. I've run different club nights. Yeah. I've done lots of th- yeah. different things, as you do when you're kind of building things. Yeah. And he's always done my artwork. Mm-hmm. Um So, we kind of, like, well, I was like, dude, I want to do this. Like, mm. he's not a fashion designer. Yeah. But- I can tell him what I want and he can do it mm. if you know what I mean mm. so yeah I just made it into a bit of a kind of a fashion thing yeah. as well and like I got some hats made I did some bomber jackets and we're yeah. just working on the new run now yeah. and I'm pretty light hearted like yeah. I like the hats I think the hats yeah, awesome, I'll send, I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got I should have bought some I'll send you one send me one man Would we're be. actually sold out but I've yeah. got like a few left Sweet. so I, I'll send them to you they need to be big my, my head is well huge, they're all like man. snapback, so yeah alright oh, cool yeah, there, yeah. Before, okay. um, but like I don't know. <clears throat> I did some press. I, I I'll show you a picture of it. Yeah, you, you might see what you know, I mean on in yeah, my Instagram. But a uh, do. There's a there's a a pub in Bristol. <clears throat> I don't know what Bag of Nails. It's a tiny little kay. pub. In, I've never been in there in my life. Right. Anyway, a, a Bristol magazine called Rise Up did a. I think it was Crack Magazine. Yeah. Did a, like a piece on me. Mm-hmm. This was like 2015, I think. Right. And um, this dude from. The landlord of this bag of nails yeah. ripped ripped it out mm-hmm. and put hips the twat of the year on, that, on yeah, my yeah. picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, somebody t- somebody that I went to school with tagged me in this picture, and I was yeah. like, I could either get really mad about this yeah. or I'm just wrong like, with it. Yeah. I'm just pretty chilled. Like yeah. you can take your piss at me, yeah. whatever. I'm gonna give it back to you, but yeah. so I'm like, I put it on my in- on my Instagram, my Facebook, <laughs> and somebody was like, you need to make a T-shirt of this. Yeah. So I I made like big oversized jumpers yeah. of like me yeah. and I got my designer to write like Twat of the year on the picture <laughs> and like that they'll be going on on the, on the store soon. Right. Um, like, it's just a fun thing yeah, it's for great. me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to buy them, yeah. but I didn't care. Like, I purely do it for me. Yeah.
1: Doing it for cuddles is great. And I did see Twat of the year. And I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. So right. we're just,
0: yeah. we're, we're actually like designing some amazing stuff at yeah. the moment. And, the like the clothes i've literally this morning i went to mm. a, a manufacturer in london to like pick up a new t-shirt that i've had designed yeah like there's some amazing stuff that's coming through um so i'm i'm really looking forward to that yeah have you found yourself getting more cuddles now or less yeah cuddles more. like cuddles all the time. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't complain about that nah. really no who, nah. who doesn't like who, a cuddle? Who, yeah
1: who's who, going <laughs> who's going to complain about that <laughs> um right let's have a look at some more questions we got right uh I have got quite a few questions about um, uh, chocolate biscuits from various people. Is this like a podcast thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what these came from. Like, um, uh, like a few of my mates from, well, Mark and Charles from Noisley and a few others. But okay, I, I, I don't know. I don't know quite how this started. But first one was, what would, what will, what will you do for a chocolate biscuit? Spelt wrong. Uh, and what have you done for a chocolate biscuit? What have I done for chocolate biscuit? Well, mean, what's your favourite chocolate biscuit? Bourbon. Bourbons? Bourbon. 100% all the way. 100%
0: or like dark yeah. chocolate digestive. Yeah, I like Oh, that. man. Do you like Jaffa Cakes? No. No? I'm not a Jaffa Cake man. Mm. Sorry. I'm going to lose a lot of fans there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a Jaffa Cake man. No.
1: So I don't what, know why. So if I have one here, what would you do for it? Like, I'd give you a cuddle for one. you give me a cuddle yeah, for one? I'd yeah, a cuddle for a, a chocolate yeah. biscuit. That's fair. And Charles, my friend, who, I mean, he's one of the noisy organisers, he yeah. says... Would you like one of his homemade chocolate? biscuits? I'd biscuit? love one, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Send it over. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Okay, I'll see if I can get older. Some I. I don't know what they've got in them. So, uh, yeah. Just keep it away, from, uh, like no drugs or alcohol. No drugs and or, or alcohol. I'm good. Right, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Just biscuit. a plain chocolate biscuit. Just plain chocolate biscuit. That's all good. Preferably all good. dark chocolate.
1: I'm, I'm all yours. Yeah. No, I'm a big dark chocolate fan. Yeah, as well. man. Love dark chocolate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Ugh. yeah. Um, I've also had one randomly. What's your favourite cheese? Cheese. This is a tough one. Yeah. But one of my friends, his dad owns Somerset Cheese Company. Whoa. Yeah. And okay. he's like, ah, uh, some of the cheese, they like make loads of different cheeses. Mm. So they do stuff for like high-end hotels. Yeah. It's all like fancy shit. Yeah. But it's amazing. I th- He did like a rosemary and chili cheese. Yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> and I, I'm lucky, like I'm from, I live near Cheddar. Yeah. So where cheese, Cheddar yeah. Cheese is originally Cheddar from. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that cheese that he makes. I yeah. think it's rosemary and rosemary and chili. Is it so? Is it cheddar cheese with rosemary? And... Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty it's good. So good. Yeah. So good. I'm, and I like Wednesday with cranberry. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm quite partial to like a nice strong Stilton. Like, yeah, you know, strong cheeses. is strong. cheese anything cheeses. strong. I used to I used to hate them when Same. I was younger. Really, I, I just used to be just eat cheddar and like dairyy cheese,
0: like yeah, uh, yeah. the slice cheese slice and joint with the chariot, yeah, yeah, yeah. cheese.
1: <laughs> and then one day I just ate a bit of Stilton and I was just like. Well oh my god yeah this shit's amazing yeah, yeah.
0: no yeah. i i i think it, i think it's an age thing isn't it yeah but no i i love cheese do you like mac and cheese yeah oh yeah. dude mac and cheese is i was in bristol actually amazing. a while back
1: and i had um mac and cheese balls deep fried yeah, yeah it was like was that, mac that and a meat cheese? liquor
0: yeah yeah in like in breadcrumbs yeah yeah whoa I went there the other night, actually. Yeah. We were on our mates. It's good there.
1: It is good there. Meat Very liquor. good. But
0: there's a new burger place. Right. In I've not been there. It's my, one of my friends, Verity, and her boyfriend. Mm. They've opened it. Mm. It's called Uui, Right. Check their Instagram out. Yeah. Mate. It's, it looks amazing yeah it looks so good and it's like a proper american diner vibe it's yeah. not like what everyone else is doing yeah everyone's doing like the smoked barbecue like the that's pork that's quite big in bristol at the moment isn't yeah. it yeah like kind of, i think yeah. it's big everywhere right. like everywhere that i travel it's yeah. big everywhere man. Yeah, yeah like everyone's yeah. just jumping on this whole thing yeah um it's a bit boring. Yeah, if I wanted, like, it does get I'm, a bit boring after I'm a, while, a very, yeah. I'm a foodie, uh, like burgers are like my thing.
1: I was going to ask about food because I, I remember you used to post up pictures of, yeah. I don't know if you still do, but like food that you've cooked yourself. Yeah, I cook
0: nearly every night. All and sorts of stuff. If you go on my Instagram story, that's yeah. me cooking last night. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily post pictures of food all the time, mm. but all my stories are me either eating or c- cooking <laughs> or something like that. Um, but yeah, this place is like it just, I've not been there, right. but I've heard really good, like all my friends have yeah. been there. I've not, I'm going to go Sunday actually. Nice. Um, And yeah, it's just, I like thing. I, I like restaurants that just do one thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, have you, have you been to dirty burger in uh, London?
1: Oh, have I been to dirty burger? I don't I
0: There's one in elephant yes, castle and I one in Shoreditch. In actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is there one in Brixton? Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that was good. Yeah. And it's like, they don't do anything fancy no they just do a fucking amazing burger it's a bit dirty yeah it's a bit nice it's yeah. like if you've been to the chicken shop in uh where is it camden area mm. dude you should go it's yeah. like they just make good chicken yeah it's like it's hard to find good chicken yeah, yeah. and yeah. everyone's like let's go to nando's no fucking go no find somewhere good <laughs> like I, like if you're deciding to go to nando's just come to mine i'll cook yeah. you something better yeah, yeah right <laughs> like exactly but there's a chicken shop, yeah, uh, and it's called the Chicken Shop, yeah, and they—it's amazing, yeah. It's like Nando's on steroids, nice, and like your chicken breast like feels more than your left arse cheek. It's like <laughs> it's good, <laughs> <That was awesome. laughs> yeah.
1: Because I was out in Australia. Do you like sushi? No, no, you don't. I'm not I, a I was, seafood fan. Oh, uh, see, I, I used to live in, in Sydney, and I got I got Where well did, into sushi when I was out there. Where part, did you live in Sydney? Uh, Kings Cross. Oh, right, nice. Right in the middle. We yeah, have cool, man. Yeah, Although, yeah. Apparently, it's completely changed now. Like, I didn't get up there, but they've. Um, got some weird law where if you oh, i might not get this right but clubs are open until like say three o'clock yeah the lockouts the lockout yeah. so but even if you go for a cigarette you're locked out yeah so you can't even go out and have a smoke yeah like you, you're out yeah and so it's just killed completely yeah, killed has. the club music scene over it there has. and like um when i was there 10 years ago in king's cross it was just better like yeah, yeah, yeah it was buzzing every yeah. night it was great you know you walk out the door and just party but it's it's completely dead and i think they they tried it in melbourne but it didn't work yeah um for whatever reason probably because nope. it's just a stupid idea um but like, yeah, but yeah it's, it's sydney, sydney's
0: suffering at the moment sydney yeah. and i think queensland is yeah. as well um yeah. i'm good friends with you probably know him paul azapadari and yeah. trent mm-hmm. um those boys they they obviously run ministry there yeah. and, and all of that and like they were when i was over there last time the lockout laws the whole time i've been going to australia the yeah. lockout laws have like slowly started slowly, to come in slowly yeah the first time I was playing out there, it, w- it wasn't. And then the year after mm. it was. Mm. But like, it's even to the point where like kebab shops aren't allowed to open. Really? Like past one o'clock in the morning. That's fucking ridiculous. And man. like, it's just like, you're killing uh, yeah. industry. Yeah, like totally. Australia's industry's like so click not clicky. It's mm. so small. It is. Like. It, it's good, but it's quite yeah, small. Yeah. And you know? like, you're killing so many like jobs. Yeah. And like, s- like so it's, just, it's fucked, man. Yeah, it is fucked. And it's like. And you wonder where it's coming from. I mean, who's got that bright idea to come up with that? Well, I mean, it just... is, what it is, is I, I looked into it more and mm. I was asking a lot of people. Mm. So what it is, is there's lockout law zones. Right. Okay. And the casinos are 24 hours. Yeah. And there's no, they're not in the lockout zones. Oh,
1: I heard something about this too, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and
0: like something to do with the, like governors of the state, they own the casinos. They've got, they got their
1: fingers in the casinos too. Yeah. So
0: it, it goes back to that corruption thing. Yeah. It's just like people just being greedy yeah. and like wanting to push everyone to the casino but yeah. the casino's are shit no like, one to go to a fucking casino They like, wanna go to a decent yeah, club exactly. yeah it's exactly like, it's like Vegas yeah. I played in Vegas for the first time the other day right. and it wasn't in a casino right. it was like and I've always heard really bad things like in mm. the more underground scene I've always mm. heard really bad things about yep. Vegas and I got there and they'd like it was a sellout show, me and Shuba, mm, mm. and it was they'd made their own venue in like a marquee. Yeah. Production was on point. Yeah, like it was fucking amazing. Nice. But everyone else, like that I've heard plays there, is they're like, yeah, it's shit.
1: I've heard the same actually. It's really yeah, shit. Yeah. And
0: and it it <clears throat> takes because it because the casinos are dealing with such big money. Yeah, I get it. They're they're mm. it's business. It goes back to business again. Business. Yeah. Like they have to earn money they yeah. they want the people buying the bottles yeah. and stuff like that yeah. but in all these underground shows people don't want to buy a bottle like that's not that's not what it's, it's all about it's not what it's about, it's about for us sit at a table yeah. so it's, it's not and but yeah. i get i get the industry that it is about Yeah. Though. like the hip hop industry the edm industry that's yeah. it's about let's be honest everyone just cares about how many likes they got on instagram yeah 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 like yeah. people don't have pictures with dj's cuz well this isn't always true mm. but I'd say, and call me out if I'm wrong on, on this, but I'd probably say like 80% of the people want a picture with a DJ because they think it's cool to have mm. a picture with a DJ mm. So they to see how many likes they got on Instagram. Oh, people are just chasing likes. Everyone's chasing yeah. likes. You know? and, and it's like, let's just fucking get back to, mm. let's just stop that, man. Yeah. Like... It's addictive though. Oh, one hundred percent. I was reading man. somewhere that
1: like the social media getting likes and attention is almost a, a bit like taking a drug. Yeah. Because like you get a little kind of when you when you get that you get a little yeah, hit of something yeah, in yeah, your yeah. brain goes yeah. off, and so people just get hooked on that kind yeah. of you know the the,
0: the the constant getting a bit of attention. One hundred percent. And and it's that it is you hit the net on the head. It's attention. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it's leading so many fake lifestyles. Yeah. It is. Like yeah. there's so many like I'm sure people think from my even from my socials that people th- like think you live this like crazy ass life mm. and I do live an amazing life yeah but there's so many people that live fake yeah. lives through the internet yeah totally and it's like it's re- I find it really sad mm. like and it's mm. not it's I feel like we're making stupid people famous mm. that are, uh, uneducated yeah that don't have their own opinions yeah um and the like younger I sound fucking old and I'm not, but <laughs> like the younger generation are just like yeah. turning more and more into sheep. And then and it goes back to that media thing, like mm. there's can you remember like years ago it was mm. like all all the girls getting skinny, like yeah. it was all about size zero. Yeah, yeah. And like all these like magazines and the media was slating the magazines, mm. and now it's all about like Instagram fitness girls, yeah, and like Instagram fitness guys. Yeah. And then, like, but it's it's unachievable for yeah. most people, and it's like, but you, it's unachievable for them. Yeah, like it's
1: absolutely madness. Like, people are selling this dream mode that's unachievable. So then yeah. people are going to spend more and more money yeah. trying to achieve it, but they can never achieve it because yeah. you know th- those people. It's, it's you know it's in their genes to like you, you, they have to work hard to be that fit. But also it's genetic. I But think. also it I think
0: like, yeah, one hundred percent. with But they're with the like talented people. Yeah, there's like people that are, like I know and I've seen mm. like. There's a there's a there's a thing with like me and me and the lads hmm. and there's like a super hot girl from <laughs> from around our area. Right. That you like well, she's super hot on Instagram. Yeah, okay. And then one of our mates DJs in one of the locals local yeah. clubs is it's a shithole. <laughs> and he like he's like, dude, whatever this girl's name was yeah. looks nothing like what she looks like <laughs> on Instagram. Right. And I'm just like but there's so many guys like it as yeah, well. Yeah. And I'm not being yeah. I'm not like I'm not saying it's just, just women. Guys are exactly the same and I think oh, yeah. sometimes guys are worse but yeah. there's so many people that s- live so many fake lives yeah. just to Still like... Bollocks. yeah. Just to get likes attention. And, and attention and yeah. to be liked by people yeah. and it's like... Just get friends. Yeah, get out there. Not be, be friendly with and people. And like, yeah, yeah I agree. There's a <laughs> lot of money to be made on mm. social media mm. and like, go for it, guys. Yeah. If your business orientated yeah. go for it do yeah. something valuable but do something that's actually yeah have some meaning or some yeah value to and it, like yeah. and like cool if you're like there's there's a girl that i went to school with well she's a few years below me yeah we were never friends like i don't yeah. i know of her like yeah. and she's blown up on yeah. instagram and right. uh, she does like makeup thing it's okay. called like amy's makeup box or oh, something yeah, yeah. and like she's like got a lot of subscribers on a mm. YouTube, mm. but she's like teaching people. I don't necessarily agree with it mm. because I am i don't like makeup mm. personally. Mm. For me, like, not, mm. obviously it doesn't suit me, but, mm. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. You might look quite uh, good with uh, it. Yeah. I might look a bit better actually. <laughs> 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 but um, it, I don't agree with it yeah. personally. I sound like a fucking old man, but I'd much prefer somebody who looks good normally sure. than, yeah. 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 Um, but she's doing something good of it and yeah. she's like, earning money from it and people like i went around one of my good friends the other night and Mm. his like girlfriend's daughter who's like 10 is like watching it and like educating and like that will create other jobs Mm. and Mm. it will create other like Mm. amazing things yeah but when you're just like putting selfies up yeah yeah, like of just like the same thing or like acting like a cool dude because you're in a vip area with a bottle of gray Goose, like (laughs) fuck off well done like (laughs) yeah yeah, like you've you've paid extra to get into a club yeah. you've paid like 250 pounds or 250 dollars for a fucking bottle of Goose. Yeah. like let's let's be business and yeah, let's yeah. be like real about this i yeah. can go to the shop and get a bottle of Goose for 40 quid yeah you're getting bent over and raped man yeah. <laughs> you're getting yeah. taken to the cleaners yeah. <laughs> like,
1: i think i mean another another thing that is dangerous about social media and i mentioned this in my last interview i did with chris um with chris yeah other half nanoplex is that it's like it's this echo chamber you yeah heard like that it's kind of like you know you only follow who you want to follow or you'll only follow um so many people live their lives on social media yeah. and they just choose the things that fit in with their worldviews so yeah, they're yeah. almost creating their own reality of things yeah. online so people won't go to like um a newspaper for for news now they'll go and get it off facebook or whatever yeah, yeah. and and they're just kind of reinforcing their own opinions of things and they're they're not seeing like different perspectives on stuff and I think that's actually quite it's quite dangerous I think you know it's yeah
0: media media runs media has always run the world Mm. since newspapers Mm. and things like that but Mm. with like newspapers it was just a newspaper yeah if you didn't buy the newspaper you didn't know no. what's really going on yeah. if you didn't watch the news you didn't really know yeah. what's going on yeah. you didn't listen to the radio like yeah. you always you always know kind of what's going on yeah but it's like it is what it is mm. now like it's like forced upon you it's in your face but you can also choose the, the, the what you, the, the, the perspective the on it yeah.
1: like how, how you know the how, how you digest it and the, the opinions that you're getting. So then you, people just get so blinkered now. Yeah, you know, man, it's, it's fucked. It's, it's, it's so scary fucked. And it's leading to more polarized thought. You know, it's kind of like, I, I think I think it's leading to, And I think, I don't know, I, I spoke about this last time as well, but I think it's encouraging things like, you know, Trump getting into power and, you know, 100%. Brexit and all that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is happening because of all this. Well, not because not of it, but it's, it's you know, it's... It's, it's, it's
0: a part
1: of it. 100%, yeah. man. I
0: I, yeah, and I, like... I don't really want to get into the politics no, no, side of things, go down but, but like, I think it needs to be touched on the whole mm. how people don't have their own opinion. Yeah, But yeah. but also, people say they have their own opinion, mm. but they just follow what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if I want to learn something, mm. I'm going to go work it out myself. Yeah. Or I'm going to find sources yeah. that help me work it out. At least you'll out. find balance sources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like i think a lot of people are using what's going on at the moment to just be a dick to people yeah and like to be disrespectful yeah and it's like i was talking to my brother about yesterday and like if we lived in a world Mm. where everyone just got on yeah and everyone respected everyone's opinion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no one broke the law i know i know we're talking a perfect world (laughs) and it's never going to happen but why do people have to be horrible it's yeah. so much nicer yeah to be nice to people i'm it's, with you 100%. it takes yeah absolutely like it, yeah. it's harder it yeah. takes more energy to be a dick to be a dick yeah like yeah it's so much more energy yeah. like just the tiniest of things like yeah when the whole brexit thing happened i heard like a story of like some like 40 year old dude like going up to an Indian girl mm. going, when are you going to leave our country? What the fuck? Where the fuck is the education in this? Yeah. India's not part of Europe, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, yeah. go, go, don't listen to the media. Yeah. Don't listen to what they're telling you because it's uneducated people telling like, yeah. Educating uneducated people. It's there to
1: reinforce the status quo as well, isn't it? It's there to keep the people in power in power. Yeah, 100%. And
0: like, I think it's mad. Like, Mm. the crazy thing is that Europe's or England's speaking more about fucking Trump then yeah. they're speaking about their own country. Absolutely. And the, this is but they're using that as a distraction from you, what's actually what going, what's going up and, on on water going up yeah. between England and the rest of Europe and, and, and it's, it's like, really bad. Since since when since when did it, we go back to the olden days? Yeah. Where like Yeah. I I 100% agree like that if people come to the country they should fucking work. Mm. But and like they earn their rights through working. But yeah. how can the population ask them to work if our population aren't working exactly yeah. and and like i pay my taxes mm. it's fine like mm. if you pay your taxes you're good yeah you have every right to vote you have every yeah. right to speak your opinion yeah like i understand some people don't can't work mm. like yeah that's fine you physically mm. can't work you mm. mentally can't work mm-hmm. like i can't take that away from you mm. like it's unlucky. Mm. I like mm. that's why we have a system to help you. Yeah. But when people take the piss out, take mm. the, the piss out of the mm. system, and then moan and mm. like and cause shit, mm. yeah. like fuck I, off. I, I
1: think yeah. And I think sometimes the problem is that you know people people might vote, but the the vote that they're or the, the opinion they're expressing might be based on media media, which is just generally false information is yeah. bollocks like you know yeah. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of the facts are just not yeah. facts that were yeah. you know came out particularly on brexit and stuff like that but anyway we've gone down yeah. little rabbit hole there. <laughs> let's pull ourselves out of it i've got i've got one last question for you and then we can round up and have a chat about what you've got coming cool. up yeah, yeah, your yeah. labeling yeah. and stuff so the last question was what is your guilty pleasure track and this can be anything
0: like what's the track oh that you, man yeah. i just i just did an interview actually for insomniac yeah um I wouldn't say it's Guilty Pleasure. It's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Otis, Ren- Otis Reddin. Yeah. Uh, tenderness. It's like, not that guilty. It's yeah. not guilty. <laughs> and that's like, it's probably one of my favorite tracks. My, yeah. favorite, my favorite track is Candy Satan You Got the Love. Lovely, yeah. I've got You're it tattooed awesome. on my arm. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like...
1: Not into Barbie Girl or Venga Boys?
0: Or nah. No. No, <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> <laughs> I was I 65. Can you I remember I was yeah, 65? Yeah. Jeez. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, blue, wasn't it? Was yeah. It blue? Yeah, blue. Yeah. Oh, dude, that chat was fucking I, I awful.
1: Have, I, I probably have sung along to that a couple of times.
0: Oh, really 100%. Drummed. I yeah. love that song. <laughs> well, there you go. That I loved that song when I, when I was younger. <laughs> I hate it now what else there's, there's About, gonna be um, those. I, I remember one of
1: my first tapes was Billy Ocean and the Four Tops you know with wow, the, um, yeah. when they go and get the one with the go and get yeah, tough yeah, yeah, on yeah. it but there was some there was some crackers on that like uh, I can't remember the names of them now
0: but yeah I think my first album was like the Smurfs <laughs> yeah. album do you remember the Smurfs <laughs> <laughs> I was like four I or remember five. buying
1: an Iron Maiden album just, cause, just to piss my granddad off because it had like some really horrible they're cool though. yeah but they're I saw great. Iron Maiden a couple of years ago it's fucking amazing I love
0: Iron Maiden yeah, but, yeah. yeah. no they're cool um, yeah. there's so much music I listen to yeah, I tell you who I'm really digging at the moment mm-hmm. is uh, Rag and Bowman. Okay. Dude, that guy's voice. Yeah. And he's like, you'd think he's a big black guy because yeah. his voice is so powerful. Yeah. And he's just like, fucking massive white dude. Right. And he's like, amazing. Yeah. um, London Grammar. Yeah. They're like my favorite yeah, band. Yeah, that's awesome. London Grammar. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. The XX. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. But I'm not too keen on their new album. No, I've not heard it yet. Mm, yeah, I'm not too keen on it. Yeah. Who else? I've been like, I've jumped on the whole grime scene yeah. thing as well. I'm like, yeah. I kind too- of
1: went, I was into grime years ago yeah. when it
0: first kind of emerged. Yeah,
1: and, and then kind of, yeah, got a little bit, it kind of warped into dubstep. And yeah. It, yeah. And then I never really got into dubstep particularly. But yeah.
0: I've like got into it. I was, yeah. I didn't really know about it. To be honest. Right. I didn't really know about it. Okay. Um, I kind of like, when I was growing up and went mm. to school and college, Everyone loved drum and bass. Yeah. I, uh, I love drum and bass. I and I refused do. to yeah. like it. Right, okay. I refused to yeah. like it for like, until I was like 22. Yeah. And then I got into it. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. And I think it was just purely a, a rebellious yeah. thing. Everyone around me. everyone else me, was into yeah, it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. I'm yeah. listening to techno. Yeah. Um. Well, actually Soulful House was what I first started right, okay. playing. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, yeah, I'm really like what the guy, I don't necessarily like their attitude. Mm. I mm. I'm not into that whole mm-hmm. I don't think it's the attitude. Yeah, it's the how they act. Yeah, if you know what I mean, they're all lovely. Yeah, it's I'm bit sh- yeah, it's a bit disrespectful. Really, yeah, they're is. all lovely. I'm sure they're all lovely dudes, but don't you don't have to, just because you're very talented. Yeah, you don't have to be like a dick. A dick. And yeah, act like you're yeah, yeah, a dick. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess the last question is, what's coming up? So I remember you you, you spoke a little bit um before the interview you've you've got a label that's
0: you're setting up yeah i'm I'm starting to i used to run a label years and years ago which Mm. we spoke about well it was stylus yeah um and i didn't really know what i was doing i was doing it with a friend at the time yeah um and we stopped doing that and i'd never really wanted to do another label Mm. it's never really crossed my head until Mm. maybe about a month ago right okay um two months No. just before christmas yeah um and i was like i want to release more in europe i want to push my things more yeah. in europe yeah and there's a lot of labels i really like in europe mm. but i'm not willing to change my sound for yeah the, a european label because yeah, sure. most labels have their own sounds and yeah. i completely respect that yeah completely respect that but yep. i'm not willing to change who i am as an artist yeah to fit on their label yeah because i don't want to sound like them no i want to sound like me exactly um so I kind of was just, just talk thinking about it. Yeah. And then I was like, with the whole doing it for the cuddles. Yeah. I've got like my radio show, but the barbershop and I was yeah. like, do I do barbershop records? And I was like, ah, it just doesn't work for me. It's not mm. the barbershop was like, I started that for a certain reason. Yep. Um, And I was like, with the whole doing it for the cuddles, mm. I was like, this could work. So I'm the label's going to be called doing it records. Right. Okay. Nice. Um, same Brandon is doing it for the cuddles, yeah. So it kind of all fits. All in. fits together, yeah. Um, but it's just called Doing It Records, yeah. and at this moment in time, mm. it's just going to be my my own music. Yeah. Um, I if I ever sign people to it, mm-hmm. it will be purely somebody that I truly believe in. Yeah. And I can invest into yeah. them as well. I can yeah. put money behind them and yeah. like help them yeah. go through it. And Absolutely. like, I, I don't want to be another label that just signs people from another label that yeah. are bigger like i don't want that i i i want to create an identity mm. so it's like, kind of me and mark have spoken about that with lowering the tone as well it's nice that people can go
1: to a label and they know that they're gonna find yeah. find like yeah, you there yeah. or like yeah. You know, me and mark there or something exactly. you know, and they know yeah. exactly what they're gonna get yeah yeah
0: and it's like i i like I wouldn't sign anyone that signed a record to Dirty Bird. Right. Or that want to sign a record to Dirty yeah. Bird because I don't want to cross those lines. Dirty no, Bird, no, no, Dirty no. Bird yeah. have like given me my career and this is just purely for me. Yeah. This yeah. means that if I want to release a record mm. that I'm pretty sure nobody else is going to want to release, mm. Mm. then I'm going to release it. Yeah. Um, and it allows me to like... I've been like thinking more and more about the art of things and how to like push things forward. And I think that's will allow me freedom. Mm. Like Mm. music videos. I'm starting to do music videos on all my releases at the moment. Um, And being able to like some record labels like want it. Yeah. But then it's like down to kind of their, what they want. Their their marketing strategy or their budgets and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I've always invested back into my into my music, mm. so mm. like I will pay for. A, I've just mm. paid for a music video for mm. my for a release on Food Music coming up. Actually, right. um, me and the other artists. Yeah. and I just I just want to do things my way. Yeah, um, and you were control then. Yeah, you control yeah. your release
1: schedule. You know your your control. Of, yeah, control of everything, which. You know, sometimes I, I sign stuff to labels and it won't come out for like six months yeah. or a year and you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. You know, you wanna you wanna write something and then
0: get it out there. Yeah. When and you I, get yeah it out exactly. There. And I and I and that's the thing, like with my management, they're extremely we're 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 like very on on point with yeah. everything. Like yeah. everything's timed very yeah. well for certain things, for certain reasons. So being able to like release stuff, mm. so the way I'm probably it's probably gonna work is I released, I've got a release coming out on food, yeah. Um, food music, which is Shadow Charles label. Mm-hmm. First thing I've released in on a European label for a while, probably okay. two years, okay. Like, I think, yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna really, I've got a collaboration between me and Sheep of Sand coming out in Dirty Bird in cool. May, nice. And then in July, I'm gonna launch the label, yeah end of the summer Hope I think I've got an EP that will be that needs to be written but it will yeah. be coming out on Dirty Bird wicked then I'm probably going to do another thing on another UK label nice and then end the year with another release great me. so every good, six eh? weeks yeah Yeah.
1: Um, that's what you need you need that kind of yeah you know, it's consistency consistency yeah um,
0: last year I only released like three or four records mm. Mm. and it's all very good if you're a very big name yeah um, but I'm not you have got to keep, it, gotta gotta keep, gotta keep the going. sound yeah. out there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I right. think I'm really like I work hard on socials. Yeah. And it keeps me relevant. Yeah. I keep people interacting. I give yeah. shit away. I give yeah. like things away. I the radio show is like a monthly thing. Yeah. So that's something that I can give people on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's other things like the 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 fashion stuff like yeah. that comes out. So that's yeah. another thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people need to realize that it you need to. Keep current, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. there's people that like will get massive and then fall off. Mm-hmm. And it, I sometimes think it's just you're just because you're in a blinker, yeah, and you're like, Yeah, I've had one big track, yeah, like you've, you've had one to big keep track. track going. Close. You yeah. can't just have one can't big track, like, yeah. I don't think hits happen like they used to no. nowadays, no, don't. like, every you've got two weeks to promote your record, yep, when it comes out, you've got two weeks to two make weeks. it for yep. it to get big, yep if it's not big leading up to it on promo and then when it gets released, you're, it's, if it is a, an amazing track, it mm. will come round yeah. and it will get picked up somewhere. Yeah. But you've got two weeks yeah. and then it's lost. Yeah. And people, all people forget and they just move yeah. on straight yeah, away. Yeah, of course you know, they do. Like People's attention spans are so
1: short. Well, yeah. Streaming so streaming
0: yeah. is like halfway through a song you skip. Yeah, exactly. Halfway through a song <laughs> yeah. you skip and it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, yeah but it is what it is you it can't is worry it about is. it yeah, yeah. like and that's that's why i'd rather release like every track that i release i'll make mm. sure that it's memorable yeah i'll yeah. make sure that something people can remember make sure it's killer yeah. it's not just going to be a groove yeah i can write grooves for my dj sets yeah simple yeah. i can do that all Very day long yeah. but i'm not going to release just a groove no. like it's for me it's not what i want mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm re- releasing bangers and mm. like hit that could potentially be hits every time. Mm. You never know what's gonna mm. be a hit. Yeah. End of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Yeah, I mean I've had stuff that I think's gonna be amazing, think really fly, and then it just flops. Like yeah. no, one, no one picks up on yeah. it. And other stuff that you don't even think is gonna fly will just fly. Like yeah. just, you just you you just can't read it at all.
0: No, like, you can't. And I think it's like <clears throat> I was I was talking to Claude the other day, mm. I just texted him and I was like, dude man, I want to give up. <laughs> Today's like one of those oh, days. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to fucking give up. Yeah. Um, and he was like, it happens all the time, which yeah. obviously we all know that. Yeah. But he was like, realistically, to get to the next level, you need a hit. Mm. And the, mm. the sorry, it is the sorry fact. Yeah. Like you need something that cuts through. Yeah, And if you don't have something that cuts through mm. and his classes a hit, there is nothing... C- like your you, your career will progress to a certain point mm. and then it you we, we might not get smaller you can stay current forever mm. but mm. you might you won't get bigger get your bigger. fees won't yeah. go higher your followers will slowly grow yeah like your fan you your show, shows won't be sell out every time yeah. Yeah. like until you've got a, that hit yeah or just w- that remix whatever yeah. it is yeah if you look at everybody in the, the like resort. every yeah. single hit like headliner yeah Everyone's got a hip. Yeah. There's Carl Cox Carl Cox is the only person that doesn't. No. But then he's been it since day one. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's been there since the beginning and he's, he's just fucking he's good. Of sick well. DJ. <laughs> yeah. And he's really, really and really he's cool. and, and he's, he's a lovely guy. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a there's a thing I watch on in, on YouTube. Hmm. I really can't remember what it's, it's if you if you if you, use, if you search on YouTube, make yeah. make good art. Yeah. And it's a writer, I don't know who it is, but he's doing a college graduation speech. Mm-hmm um in some university in America. Yeah. And there's like he's like there's three things that will make you successful. Mm. He said you can either you make really good art mm-hmm. and everyone wants it. Mm-hmm. You make it you're you're always um on time mm-hmm. with your work mm-hmm. or you are really nice. Yeah. And he said if you've got two of those things, yeah. You're good. Yeah. And then if you've got three of those things, you're You're fucking next level. But like he was saying, you can make really good art. Yeah. But you can always be late with your art. But because you make really good art. People will let it go. People will let it go. Yeah. You can make good art and you can be a nice person. Yeah. No, you can make average art. Yeah. And you can be a nice person. Yeah. But people will let it go because you're a nice person. Yeah. You can make, you can just be a really nice person. Yeah. And make good art and yeah. people love you. Yeah. And it's just those it's something like that. But it, if you make good art and you're late and you're a cunt, then you won't get anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like it, it is just you yeah. can't go into the studio and go, right, well, I'm gonna make a hit today. No, no. one can. Like no. some some of the biggest records, who would have thought? Yep. Like Sometimes it happens in
1: five minutes, sometimes it happens in five yeah, weeks. Man. But like, you know, it's I find it's those tunes that happen when you go in. And there's something just in the a vibe, vibe. Like just vibe, a vibe. Yeah. and you just you just do it, and it's, yeah. it just happens. Yeah, those, yeah. Are the, those are sometimes the best ones. Like, yeah, my yeah. biggest my
0: biggest track was written in like two hours. Yeah, yeah, or like the, the yeah. idea and the vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I
1: find it's better to get them down that yeah. way. Otherwise, so yeah.
0: you get bogged down in it all. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And yeah. I think the the end thing is just enjoy it. Yeah. Absolutely. Just enjoy it. Yeah, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> and talking about enjoying it, um, how about gigs? So, so, like I said, I'm not... I think I'm playing, like, near Birmingham end of March. I've got a bit of okay. time off yeah. just to write shit. Um, I'm I've not, got the same. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Ride, yeah. Um, but I'm, then it's, like, hitting the, hitting the touring, yeah. right? So, you said you're going to Australia? In March the 21st, I'm yeah. off, out for WMC's. Cool. I think I'm playing... definitely three gigs nice. in Miami, nice. potentially five Right. in like three or four days. Wicked. Um, and then I've got a, these, this hasn't even been announced yet, but yeah. I've got a few dates in America mm-hmm. and I go to Australia for 10 days. Cool. And then I've got another like three weeks in, in America till, till beginning of May. So Sweet. there's like in this little tour, there's like 25 shows or something Loads. like that. Yeah. Um, so that would be good and then summer it was going to be europe stuff yeah um potentially through we're just going to see what's come, what cool, comes man. through right. um and back and forth to america and yeah. then end of america off uh, end of the summer off to america for, yeah. for a bit maybe three or four month tour nice
1: and so if people want to like hear a bit more about you or like you know
0: listen to music where's, yeah, where's yeah. Where's to go? Like, uh, i take it spotify yeah Spotify, SoundCloud, yeah. Um, Was li- it SoundCloud slash Will Clark? DJ Will Clark. DJ Will Clark. Yeah. Everything's cool. DJ Will Clark. Yeah. Um, so Facebook is Will Clark DJ, yeah. and then everything else <laughs> is everything else is DJ Will Clark. Yeah. Um, so and Twitter, Instagram, Instagram you're big on. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, absolutely. the doing it for the cuddles is doing yeah. it for the cuddles. Hashtag doing
1: it for the cuddles. Yeah. Oh, you got do it for the cuddles.com
0: website. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the shop. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hashtag do it for cuddles, and just hashtag yeah. it, and we'll we'll find you know, I'll find you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I think Spotify, Beeport, yeah. SoundCloud the best place. Awesome. Or the radio show, which is on SoundCloud and iTunes and Mixcloud. Cool. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, mate. For no, dude, it's, it's been, been awesome. It's been a really good chat. Yeah, yeah, it's really been awesome. enjoyed
0: it. It's been good to hang out
1: as well. Um, just leaves me to say um, if you want a track list for the mix at the beginning of this show, um, go over to um and just click on the subscribe button and we'll send them out to all subscribers. Um, I
0: just need to say thanks a lot Will and um, see you next time no thank you man thank you so much it's been fun cheersy
1: so I hope you enjoyed the episode I want to say a big up to Will Clark that was a really good interview mate really enjoyed talking to you and it was really good to hear about um, your journey into the music scene um, and a little bit more about Dirty Bird Records I want to give a big shout out again to the Lower In The Tone family. So Mark, Matt, Dan, um, big love guys. As I mentioned earlier, don't forget, if you want to come and support us, head over to patreon.com forward slash In The Tone you can subscribe to the podcast and there's also a bunch of other goodies that we're giving away there too Um, and we're going to be launching our new podcast setting the tone which is uh, me and mark having a chat about um, questions that you pose to us so head over there have a read of the page and uh, come get involved